This is Golf with Jay Delsing. A two-time All-American at UCLA. A participant in nearly 700 PGA Tour events. Seven professional wins to his credit. Over 30 years of professional golf experience. A member of the St. Louis Sports Hall of Fame. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Golf with Jay Delsing on a Sunday morning here on 101 ESPN. Before you take in your NFL Sunday and you get set, you're sitting at the couch and you're saying, hey, the NFL is on college football yesterday while you snuggle up to the radio and you get to listen to Golf with Jay Delsing. (laughs) We're presented by Darty Business Solutions. We're coming to you from the Car Shield Studios. And with Jay Delsing, I'm Dan McLaughlin. Hey, Jay, great to be with you. Danny, good morning. It's a... Ryder Cup Sunday morning. Oh man, this is great. I just it's just awesome to be with you. There's been so much to get into from the Ryder Cup to what's happened this weekend to let's go back to last weekend, the Solheim Cup. And for people that don't know, this is the ladies' version of the Ryder Cup. Yeah, absolutely. And and what an what an intense the word that comes to mind after watching it is just intensity. You know, you saw the good, the bad, the ugly. I gotta tell you, Danny. Lexi, Lexi Thompson was an absolute star. She abs- unquestionably hit the worst shot of the event. No, no, no doubt. Horrible timing, the whole thing. No one talks about the follow-up shot. That's right. Which she damn near hold. Which but, I did to you. We yeah, were having lunch this past week. Like, how said, about that? Yeah. How about that follow-up shot? I know, shot? it's amazing. But when you start thinking about this, this thing broke, Danny, exactly the way the Americans wanted it to break. And the entire outcome of the match is hinging on Corda and Saganda coming down the stretch. And look, Nelly Corda is an absolute stud. And if there were anybody in the entire world that I'd want representing me, my country, my family, it's Nelly Corda. And guess what? Sometimes you have to tip your cap to the other guys. I mean, what, look at what happened and look at that shot in on 17 and look, God bless, God bless her, and it was a great match, and unfortunately, we came out a little short. Look, I'm a hack, but you know I love golf. I may yeah. love it even more than Jay Delsing, who you played like in over <laughs> 700 PGA Tour events. So i got to ask you in a general sense, what is it like, from your perspective, watching the Ryder Cup this weekend? Because for me, it's must-see television. It's something I will not move myself away from my sofa. I'm watching the Ryder Cup. It's like watching a Super Bowl for me. I'm just game seven of a World Series. I'm going to be watching this event, and that's what I was doing this weekend. What is it like for you? Oh, same. It's the same. It's, you know, there's no prize money. There's no purse. There's, this is all about pride, and this is all about manning up and playing for something bigger than yourself. And you know who wins, Danny? Golf. Golf wins. Look, we wanted the red, white, and blue to win in the Solheim Cup, and it was it – hell, it t- they tied. And, and, and the Euros, you know, reclaimed the, the cup because they, are, they possessed it. So that's going to have to change, in my opinion. We've got to decide something. I agree no with tie. you. No tie. Come 100%. on. 100%. That's like, you know, the, the old term, kissing your sister is so dumb. Anyway. But that doesn't even do it. Just, <laughs> it doesn't justify what you feel when you go – well, come on, let's go, you know, let's draw two names out of the hat and have, have a sudden death. Let's do something or each side pick a player and let's go play. And let's let this current team decide who wins this current 
uh, championship or this match. I mean, come on, guys. Well, coming up on the show, Shane Bacon will be our guest, and we'll have a long visit, hopefully, with Shane if he's got enough time because this guy does just about everything. He's a national broadcaster. He does podcasts. He's a writer. He's a host that covers the game for a multitude of outlets. So looking forward to visiting with Shane Bacon. Also, our guest will be Adam Betts from Family Golf and Learning Center. And before you eat that microphone, Jay, you wanted to get something out on Shane Bacon. I did. He reminds me a You're lot of you. This is me. a guy. This is a guy. He's a world-class national broadcaster, and that's just where it starts. People don't know you like I know you, but you've got so many other things going on. Your charitable organization, it's a force. Oh, yeah, I know. It's only five, six million bucks you've raised for special need kids. That's no big deal. And how about all the other things, all the emceeing you do? That's that's the guy Shane Bacon is. He's got, He I know he's got a lot of stuff going on, and I can't wait. He's Hell, he's written a children's book. I mean, we know that. Right. We also know that he's done some stuff. He was he was telling me when we were setting this up with some logos, and I'm not even sure what the hell that means. Right. So I can't wait to find out about that. But and he's a he's a great guy, and Danny loves the game. I mean, we went out and had a match where Shane and I played Brad Faxon and Mark Loomis out in uh, Pittsburgh when we were doing the Women's Open. Just, I mean, we had a blast. And we had four guys out there grinding on each other and 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 ribbing each other and chirping, and, and it was a blast, and he was right in his element. Looking forward to visiting with Shane Bacon. As we like to do, we will go over some of the news of this past week on the PGA Tour, the LPGA, or just golf in general. And one of the things I wanted to get into and hit you with this, because I know you're very close to him, and we did not talk about this prior to coming on the air, but Gary Woodland, he has a brain uh, tumor and had brain surgery. And this past week, Kansas University has named it now the Gary Woodland Golf Complex. I know you're very close to Gary, so what a neat honor that must be for him and for his family. Absolutely. So Gary had the surgery about a little over a week ago. Sent him texts, you know, and, 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 and just saying, look, don't respond. I'm just telling you. There's so much love, so many prayers, so many good wishes being sent. This is the best guy in the world. There's not a guy on the tour that doesn't love Gary Woodland. And, and and you know, he's a U.S. He's a major winner. A, a, he's our national open champion back in, in Pebble Beach, I think, in 2019. And just a, an all-around great guy. And so um, – I said, he started texting me back, you know, and I'm like, man, I'm, I'm so glad you're, you got through it. And my brother lives right there in Delray and is in the medical uh, uh, kind of field. And so he was giving me some information. I said, my, my, my brother Bart and I are talking and the docs love, you know, the, the results. They feel like it was really positive. And then he sends me a vid and it's Gary with a, with a stocking hat on. And um, indoors, obviously, and uh, and it just has him stroking a putt, and it rolls. It's about a 15, 18-footer, and all of a sudden it disappears. He Don't turns, tell me he knocked it in. Yeah, and he turns to the camera and says, I still got it. Oh, that's awesome. And he I, sent that to you. Huh? Yeah, and I said, gee, how many putts did it take you? And he goes, oh, are you kidding me? That was the first one. So, oh, that's great. Yeah, who the hell knows if that's true, but it's just absolutely fantastic. This is a guy that we've got to get back on tour. He is that popular. You know, he did that thing with Amy Bockerstad over at, at, at the Phoenix Open and and um, just a, just an absolute gem of a human being. The PGA Tour will start their season. This was announced this past week with the Century Tournament of Champions at Kapalua. Now you say, well, what's the big deal? The big deal is it's five months after the deadly fires in, uh, in Hawaii. That'll be January 4th through the 7th. You know that'll be an emotional event. Maybe not huge players there, but for the PGA Tour, 
great way to kick off their season and hopefully raise some funds for a place that needs it. You hit the nail on the head, Danny. What happens when people are in need? Golf comes to the rescue, and they're going to raise money, and it's devastating over there. You've been there. I've been there. It's an absolute paradise. And unfortunately, or fortunately, I guess, depending on where you sit, but the, the people over there rely on tourism for so much of their livelihood, and so many people are connected to the hotel and the hospitality industry and what have you. And that the fires just wiped out Lahaina and some of these great, great classic old Hawaiian towns with lots of history. And and so, you know, we're getting the PGA Tour in town and we're going to raise a bunch of money and it's going to go right there to the communities that need it. And, uh, and we're also going to have a great championship. So right on. I think it's great stuff. So that's where the PGA Tour will kick off their season next year. Another tour is wrapping up and you've been there. You have done it. It's been the Buy.com. It's been the Hooters Tour. It's now the Corn Ferry Tour. Last week and this week, it's wrapping up. You talk about pressure. This is his pressure. Now, I know we're all watching the Ryder Cup, and that's pressure. But those guys are worth probably a combined $5 billion. So these guys that are on the Corn Ferry, man, every putt is about their livelihood, getting a PGA Tour card. And you talk about pressure. Like I said, you've been there and done it. This is pressure-packed. Well, it's one week. You know, it's one week now. The the top seventy five are playing in this last event and they're they're going down to the they, they give out what is it, thirty twenty five cards. Twenty five. Twenty five cards out of here. So Ooh. man, it's it's um You've been you there, know, though, to where you had to make, what, like a 10-footer to earn your card? It was a little short. Uh, as, next year, it'll probably be 15. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was about a five-footer. But, but Danny, you just can't even describe the things that do and don't go on with your body. You get numb. You get excited. Your, your, your adrenaline is off the rails and and then you're out there trying to be soft with your body you know it's one thing to have your 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 body pumping through a full of adrenaline you're going to hit this drive 350 yards or something like that sure it's another thing when you got a little delicate butt downhill that you got to you know bleed in off the right edge so it yeah you're my my heart goes out to these kids, but you know what, Danny? They've worked their entire lives to get into this situation, and and it's it's going to be make or break. And some of the kids are going to come out um, and fail and be better off from it. Some of them are going to fail and probably pack it in, and some of them are going to succeed, and their careers are going to take off. It's absolutely fantastic. It's it's America at its finest, man. It's it's a small type of enterprise in commercialism and let let's go looking forward to our visit with shane bacon again a national broadcaster podcaster he's also written children's books i'm sure we're going to get into that he's been a caddy played at the university of arizona so he's run the gamut when you're talking about the game of golf he's coming up also adam betts from family golf and learning center but we're excited to tip our cap because car shield People's Bank, and Maggie O's has joined Golf with Jay Delsing. How about that? First of all, I want to thank Colin Burton, the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood, 314-966-0303. Any sort of vehicle, Colin's your guy. He's taking care of me, my daughter, Joe, my my buddy, Pearlie. He's your guy. But listen to the, the names that you just listed. Maggie O's. Now, Eddie McVeigh, we grew up together 
in Glasgow Village. The McVeighs and the Delsing families go way, way back. Eddie is the youngest of 11, and he is a you know owning one of the most iconic bars and the official 19th hole of the Golf with Jay Delsing show. Couldn't be more excited. Car Shield, we just went out and played with, with Mark and his team, and those guys, I mean, just, just great people supporting the community he said to us listen we'd love to be involved with the show this is not more uh, as much about an roi as this is more about supporting community stuff that we love we looked at each other like this really unbelievable yeah I, I know really i mean i mean is that too good to be true and then jason rantham and those guys kyle and and tom the guys at people's national bank we played a little golf it's kind of tough gig danny we got to go out and play golf with these guys <laughs> But, but they're chasing my ball. Yours is right down oh, the center. Oh, hell, the they were looking for my ball, too. And Jason Rantham is a great guy, a, an Iowa basketball player, loves the game of golf and supports the community. And that bank is, um, you know, when you have the golden rule as the cornerstone of what your bank or business is founded off of, you know, what else do we need to know? But anyway, I could talk about these guys, but I appreciate you guys. And also appreciate Dean, Team Volkswagen, and Kirkwood for the tip of the cap. 314-966-0303. That's Callan's number. Give him a call. I know this is your show. Can I tip my cap, though, too? Tip. I get, okay, Let's I gotta, go. Last night, I had the uh, privilege at uh, the Sheridan to MC Champ Assistance Dogs, and that is an amazing organization, and I want to give them some love and a, a shout-out here on this Sunday morning because they are doing so much for special needs kids and wounded warriors that come home, especially those men and women that serve our country and those dogs are just incredible for uh, the, the human kindness that we all need and need to share but they do it through dogs and uh, and what they do to propel the emotions of young children to come out it's just what I saw last night was nothing short of a miracle and so that's Champ Assistance Dogs and thanks for letting me emcee your event there's another thing that you do and these dogs are game changers for yes, people they are. it's amazing what they do you know we've I've been involved with Faraday's and the troops first and Jim Sowers at Marcone has has purchased a few dogs. And and Danny, I have met some of the fallen heroes that talk about how significant these dogs are in their life. And there's not dry eye. No. Dry eye in the house. And and then for special needs kids and how somehow that interaction brings it. It's wonderful. It's a great thing. That's our tip of the cap. So we, we got lots of caps. We got lots of tipping and we're going to keep on going. And I'm sure we're going to talk about logos on caps too with Shane Bacon. He's coming up next. <laughs> we're coming to you from the Car Shield Studios. This is Golf with Jay Delsing and we're presented by Darty Business Solutions. Darty Business Solutions has been enhancing the business of our customers for the last 37 years. How do we do it? Through our expertise in technology, better use of data and analytics, artificial intelligence, and machine learning. We roll up our sleeves and collaborate. We build applications and effectively communicate with our partner clients to bring their goals and objectives to the finish line. Our award-winning Access Point program is a community game changer. With nearly 100 students in the program, mostly young African-American females are making between $55,000 and $60,000 per year right out of high school. That's right, fifty-five dollars to $60,000 a year right after high school graduation. That's when they begin their training. CEO Ron Darty believes the talent is equally distributed, but access to that opportunity is not. So here's Access Point, providing more and more opportunity for those in and around our community. It's Darty Business Solutions. 
This is Dan McLaughlin, inviting you to the 21st annual Dan McLaughlin Golf Tournament to benefit the Special Education Foundation. This tournament has raised over $5 million, and 100% of the money raised has gone to children with special needs in our community. To sponsor, volunteer, or to play in the event on October 9th at Norwood Hills Country Club, please visit sef-stl.org. I'll see you on October 9th at Norwood Hills Country Club. If you're in the market for a new or used vehicle, any maker model, then you need to visit the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. They are the official vehicle provider of the Golf with Jay Delsing show. My daughter and I both drive vehicles supplied by Colin and the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. And the reason we have them is because we know we can trust them. They made the car buying experience painless and very easy. Their customer service is second to none. They provided my daughter with a loaner car when her Passat needed repairs. Every single step of the car buying experience was taken care of for us. You can reach Colin at 314-966-0303 and he will answer all of your questions and put your mind at ease. The Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood has new or pre-owned vehicles to be purchased or leased, whichever you prefer. Once you visit the Dean Team Volkswagen on Manchester and Kirkwood, you'll become a customer for life because they'll treat you like family. The Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood, the official vehicle provider of the Golf with Jay Delsing show. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. To connect with Jay, log on to jdelsinggolf.com. You'll see the latest in equipment, find the latest innovations in golf, and get tips from a PGA professional. That's jdelsinggolf.com. I'd like to welcome I Promise to the Golf with Jay Delsing show. What is I Promise, you ask? It's a St. Louis-based company with the most clinically backed eye health performance supplement brand with over 20 years of eye health expertise and nutrition science. It's all natural and their cutting edge science and technology has helped I Promise forge many exciting new golf partnerships like with the PGA of America, the Titleist Performance Institute, the Ledbetter Academy, and many more. Perhaps the most exciting component for me is that all of this new improvement is measurable. I can tell you that in my case, my initial score was around 0.25. And after taking the I Promise product for two plus months, my score soared to almost 0.60. It had more than doubled. I can now read the greens better because I'm not really dealing with as much glare and trying to manage that, and I squint much less when I'm playing golf. And you don't have to take it from me. Check out what Padraig Harrington has to say about this product. He is playing some of the best golf of his career in his early 50s, and he swears, I promise, has helped improve his short game. Check out I Promise. That's I Promise, the company helping us to see better, play better, and live better. Visit them at IPromise.com. Hi, this is Peter Jacobson, and you're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. He's a businessman, a podcast, an author. But Jay Bird, Shane Bacon, one way to describe him is a true lover of the game of golf. 
Yeah, no, he absolutely is. Bake, thanks so much for joining us. I know you got two young kids and you're a great dad. We appreciate you taking the time. Anytime. Uh, pumped to be chatting with you guys. Uh, this is kind of the, you know, the, as you guys know, this is like uh, the meat of the season is, is upon us. So this is, uh, to me, this is when golf kind of takes center stage. So a good time to do this. You know, we got to know each other through our, our Fox golf experience, and it was such a fun part of my life because I'd never done TV before. And you were kind of the rising star of our team. Talk a little bit about what that was like for you, because I, it's still kind of a blur for me. Yeah, it's, uh, it was wild. I mean, I remember you and I doing, uh, I think we did senior open, uh, it's Iota. I remember kind of sitting in that room uh, all week with you, which was a lot of fun, and obviously got to play some golf together. Yeah, it was it was wild. You know, um, you know, when I was a kid, I wanted to get into TV and I wanted to be a broadcaster. You know, in my early years, as I've learned in this business, you know, it, it takes getting very lucky in, in in certain you know situations, and that the Fox situation was a great example of that. I mean, you know, 2015, they were looking for for young broadcasters to be a part of the digital. Uh, broadcast team. I remember Chambers Bay, I was doing featured holes with Robert Dameron and, uh, you know, kind of slowly made my way up into the uh, end of the main team. And I mean, you know, you talk about an incredible experience, an amazing team. Um, you know, it was a little bit of that feeling. And, and, and Jay, I know you'll feel the same way is that, you know, th there was the world of everybody was kind of, who are these guys? What is Fox doing? How do they get into golf? And so, it made our team really strong, you know, from the get go. And that was one of the cool parts about it was we were a real group and, you know, we'd go on the road and we'd play golf and we'd hang out and we'd eat dinner. And if you took a dinner off or you didn't show up to dinner, you know, you'd get a Julie Inkster text or fax and going, what happened? Where were you? I mean, it was, it really did feel like, you know, you were in like high school golf days traveling around on the bus together. So um, I will, I will hold those years very close to my heart for a long, long time. And it was a, uh, there was a special few years, you know, being a part of that group. Bake, just listening to you, and I, and I concur with everything you say, just listening to you, the, the, the amount of passion that you have for life in the game just drips out of there. Talk, tell everybody a little bit about how you fell in love with the game and the U of A days and things like that. Yeah, I mean, I was I was a little late to, uh, to golf in terms of, um, you know, a lot of people you meet in the business just because I was a baseball player and played basketball and did all that. And so my dad was a golfer, and – he pushed me and pushed me and pushed me. And I finally started to get into it when I was probably 13, 14 years old and started to show a little bit of promise and uh, played well in some national golf tournaments. And so um, it was kind of that time where I realized I probably needed to focus on golf over some of the other sports. And so, you know, that was really where the passion kind of started. I mean, you know, I'm of the era that got to grow up with Tiger, you know, and I mean, I was a left-handed golfer. So, uh, you know, I was a Phil guy and, you know, you're always rooting for Phil to finally get the major win. And um, obviously you have this uh, this figure next to him that was doing stuff in golf that had never been done before. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I went to University of Arizona and then I tried to play pro golf um, for a couple of years. I worked outside service at True North, um, tatted at St. Andrews uh, in the middle of that. And then uh, once I realized golf in terms of playing wasn't going to be my future, uh, I kind of went back to what I was doing in college and beyond. And that was you know, I was a writer. And, and so, uh, you know, it was kind of the, the 06, 07, 08 years where blogs were starting to blow up. Um, I was, you know, reaching out to anybody and everybody that would let me write for them. Uh, I remember I was writing major championship uh, previews for Deadspin, you know, and Deadspin was in its infancy. And, um, you know, I, I just slowly kind of made my way through that world and eventually, you know, landed a, a full-time job writing about golf. And um, from there, you know, kind of 
made my way into the TV side of things as well. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's wild to kind of look back on it because it really was the wild west of the internet. You know, nobody really knew what they were doing, but we were all trying to do something. And uh, I just so happened to land in a really good spot in terms of golf uh, during those years. I love that. You were grinding, and now you're very, very successful on many, many different ventures in the game of all, uh, golf. I'm curious with your podcast, you've had great guests on. Which one stands out for you? In a podcast, you can go deep into the weeds on a particular subject, but who's been the most interesting subject for you? Oh, man. I mean, that, that you know, it's so hard to kind of pick apart who kind of lands atop that list. I mean, you know, I was I was lucky early on. I mean, I started, you know, my first podcast was called The Clubhouse. Um, I think I started it in like 2015 or 2016. And so at that time, I could get anybody. You know, that was what was wild was nobody really knew what a podcast was. <laughs> so, you know, you, you could hit up anybody and they'd say yes. So uh, I remember getting Bryson uh, when he was still an amateur. I think he just won the U.S. Amateur. And obviously, you know, Bryson, you know, is, is, is a needle mover, you know, either one way or the other. But I remember talking to him during those days and was really impressed with just the way he talked about golf. So, you know, Bryson's up there. Uh, anytime I got Julie on, you know, I think Julie Inkster is the coolest person in the world. Maybe the oh, coolest I person I've ever so met. I so agree, Bake. She's a oh, doll. Oh, so awesome. I mean, you know, any, anytime you got Julie on, you know, I got to chat with, uh, with Phil um, as one of my last uh, episodes. And then, you know, in terms of the media ones, you know, I, I'd have – I'd have Joe Buck on a couple times a year. We still do a podcast every now and again. And then uh, Scott Van Pelt and I, going back to probably 2015, do a, a master's preview pod every year. And uh, now it's become a bit of our tradition. So, you know, there's so many to pick from. Uh, it, it's such a cool medium still, even though obviously, you know, there's a million uh, podcasts out there now. It's still such a cool medium because you can take it in so many different directions. And that's something I, I've transitioned to do with with Get a Grip was, you know, I mean, it used to be very much an interview medium. And now, you know, we have different topics and I'll have different people on to, to dive deep into, you know, we did a fall flushers episode a few weeks ago. Uh, I'm doing an episode, you know, for next week with Claire Rogers, where we're going to do, you know, five things we change in golf. So, you know, th there's just a lot of different ways to make it or try to make it unique now that there's so many. But yeah, those early days of the podcast, it was a lot of fun to say, Hey Brooks, will you come on? And he's like, Yeah, sure. You go. I can't believe I'm getting Brooks. I'll say this. I, I, I was. It was like the maybe the first year of the clubhouse, and I DM'd Rory. Uh, Rory was hurt, and I DM'd Rory on Twitter, and I said, Hey, will you will you come on the podcast? And he wrote back and said, Yeah, I'm not doing anything else. And he told me on the podcast when he was going to return from injury. And I remember watching ESPN later that day, and the scroll at the bottom was Rory McIlroy tells the clubhouse with Shane Bacon. You're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This podcast is on the bottom line. I mean, you know, you just, it's a silly, you know, side deal, and you don't think anybody's paying attention to it. And then all of a sudden it makes, uh, it makes slight, a slight amount of news. It was a lot of fun. Obviously, you know, in those days you're taking pictures and, and sending it to your family and stuff like that. A lot of fun. Bake, is it interesting to you that Bryson gets so vilified? I I totally concur with everything you say. He's completely interesting, got an absolutely unusual and unique way of approaching the game and, and the scientific stuff that he does. But I just don't get why people don't like him. Well, I mean, he does most of it to himself, Jay. I mean, you know, when, when he when he opens his mouth and talks a lot of the time, um, I think it's it's hard for people to really understand what either he's saying or where he's going. And so I would say, you know, most of that 
um, flack that he gets is probably, you know, it's probably something he's done, you know, to himself and to, into what he said. But in terms of the golfer, in terms of watching him as a professional golfer, and obviously, I mean, we haven't seen Bryson play the amount of golf over the last year and a half that we saw, you know, when you think about uh, winning the U.S. Open, you think about what he did at Bay Hill. I mean, those were really the high points in Bryson's career as a professional golfer. But, you know, I mean, for Bryson, I look at that guy and see a young guy that's still exactly figuring out not just who he is, but who he wants to be in terms of public persona. So I think he does a lot of that to himself. I still root for Bryson, and uh, I think he's really good for the game of golf. But uh, listen, I mean, you know, a lot of the stuff he said or a lot of the directions he's taken uh, can and will rub people the wrong way. The problem is, is guys like Bryson and Brooks and Pat Reed, you know, all of the players that have kind of moved on to live, they were so great for the PGA Tour because they gave us a little bit of that other personality. And I think, you know, that's one of the things I do miss is uh, so many of the guys on the PGA Tour, the quote unquote nice guys. And I think we've missed a little bit of the heels that uh, that at times can say stuff in press conferences and kind of go at some of the other players and add that extra layer in golf that we don't always get. You mentioned you're a Phil guy. I'm a Phil guy. I'm fascinated with Phil Mickelson and every aspect of his life. What did you take away when you visited with Phil Mickelson? What was the maybe one or two things that you were like, huh, didn't know that. That surprised me. <laughs> I mean, just like you guys, you guys have been around Phil plenty. His level of intelligence is so high and just the stuff he remembers and says, you know, I, I like to do, especially when I interview somebody like Phil Mickelson, you know, I like to dive deep into some historical stuff that maybe doesn't always get brought up. You know, I'm not going to bring up, uh, you know, David Toms in Atlanta. I'm probably not going to bring up 04, but I'd like to get into the weeds on some stuff that maybe happened early in his career and uh, the retention from Phil Mickelson. I mean, we all, all of us golfers are crazy people that remember everything and remember every shot we hit, but Phil's ability to kind of go directly back to those moments uh, really surprised me and was very impressive. And, uh, you know, for a guy that's had, what, a career of, you know, what, 40 years of, of basically being in the spotlight, the fact that you can remember, you know, a third-place finish in 95 or, you know, how he did in 99 is, uh, is was quite impressive to me. Well, Bake, you talk about, you know, U of A, and I can I was playing in the Tucson Open when Phil came down from, you know, from Scottsdale and, <laughs> and whipped our asses, and nobody was all too delighted about that. But you watch this guy's longevity, the amount of game that he still has. Look at what he did at the, the back night at the Masters just a month or so ago. I mean, it's incredible, but talking about putting your foot in your mouth and some of the other complexities that come along with his personality, he's a walking, talking quote machine oh i mean and, and lightning rod and i mean he always has been you know i mean i think he was so popular in this sport and he was just one of those two figures for so long that you know i mean that just carried him along for forever and now um obviously with the changes in what he's doing and where he's playing um the last year year and a half two years have probably been a lot on phil mickelson and just getting back to golf i mean i i, I went back and watched you know his press conference after that sunday at augusta national and I felt a lot of gratitude. I mean, you heard him talk about it, how happy he was. It felt like a week where he didn't have to answer all those questions that he typically has to answer now every time he sits down in front of a microphone. And the fact that he could just go out and play golf at his favorite golf course, you know, at his favorite golf tournament and one he's had so much success at, I, it just looked like a guy that had finally taken a breath, you know, for the first time in a couple of years. And uh, again, I mean, going back to, you know, me being a kid, I remember where I was when he won in 04. Um, you know, I was at my aunt's house for Easter and we're watching on 
you know, a TV that's probably the size of most iPads now and the league <laughs> and all that stuff that had happened. You know, I mean, it, it's hard to take that away even as an adult because that's the way you feel about somebody when you were growing up in your formidable years. Generally speaking, in all the people that uh, you have the chance to visit with, what is their feeling of LIV and these guys jumping? What, what do you think the general feeling is about what's happened in golf? Yeah, I mean, I think last year, you know, you, you saw a lot of people that were extremely emotional about what was going on. This year, um, it feels like things have settled down a bit. And while there are still lightning rods on live and there's still people on the PGA Tour, you know, taking some shots, it feels like people are almost content at where everybody is. And so it seemed like it's kind of calmed down a bit, at least from where I'm sitting. You know, the interesting thing for me and the thing I continue to talk about is uh, the simple golf that is live. And, you know, obviously it's on network TV now and you can watch it at your house, but who is watching it and who's paying attention to those events week to week? Because, you know, for me, I, I, I talk about this a lot. I have 24 hours a day, right? I've got two young kids. I've got jobs. I want to still play golf. You may maybe want to go work out or go for a run. How much time do you have a day to dedicate to sitting in front of a TV and watching sport? And are you going to take hours away from other stuff and give that to live? And right now, I'm not going to do that. And so, again, I think when you look at the product in terms of the golf, they're still trying to figure out how to get people interested in that. But in terms of the way we look at it and talk about it, it sure seemed like things had settled down a bit. And even some of the people that were really fired up about live last year, um, it seems like, you know, we're just kind of, we're, we kind of understand this is where people are right now. Shane Bacon is our guest. A lot of fun with him. More to come. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. We're presented by Darty Business Solutions. Some of the things I want to get into is Shane coming up. The Netflix series, Full Swing. Also, yes, he is an author of children's books. Jay Delsing, Dan McLaughlin, 101 ESPN. Did you know that Marcone is the largest distributor of General Electric compliance parts in North America? That's right, Marcone does that. Did you know that their worldwide headquarters are located right here in St. Louis? Well, if you didn't know that then, you'll know it now because CEO Jim Sowers is a philanthropic force in our community. Besides the most recent Marcone military and first responders viewing deck at the Ascension Charity Classic, which by the way was a huge hit here and has been copied at other PGA Tour and PGA Tour Champions events, Marcone has purchased and donated many vital service dogs for our wounded military heroes, which helped them transition back into society after sustaining catastrophic battlefield injuries. Jim and Marcone also support the backstoppers, the police and the firefighters, the local naval organizations, and many, many more. Marcone, the company that calls St. Louis home, that always strives to improve and enhance our community in so many different ways. That's Marcone. For the best in Italian cuisine in St. Louis, look no further than Paul Mano's, located in Chesterfield. It's traditional Italian cooking, and their best ingredient, it's their tradition. It's cooking like Paul's grandmother used to make and like his mother still prepares today. There are no corners cut at Paul Mano's. From greeting you at the door to the pasta you'll share with your family, Paul Mano's is committed to bringing you their very best anytime you share a meal at their place. It's Paul Mano's located in Chesterfield. I want to thank the Gateway section of the PGA again for supporting the Golf with Jay Delsing show. This is their third year of support. Over 300 men and women in our area supporting golf and making our golf experiences so much better. Through PGA Reach, PGA Hope, 
the Junior League, and the list goes on and on. These are just examples of programs and charitable aspects, different opportunities that our section supports and enhances in our community. Whether it's a driving range somewhere, your country club, or whatever it is, and it has to do with golf, our section and their members will have their hands in it and involved in it. Our professionals are there making the game better for everyone. We want to thank the Gateway section of St. Louis. Hi, this is Adam Best from Family Golf and Learning Center. At FGLC here in Kirkwood, we feature a double-decker driving range, two large grass tees with Tahoma Bermuda grass. You want to work on your short game? We have a short game area too, which features a 20,000 square foot green, three bunkers, and zoysia surrounds. Also at Family Golf and Learning Center, don't forget about our nine-hole par three course, the indoor trackman simulators, and our performance center. If you're looking for the best golf instruction, regardless of skill, we can help. Find out more at FamilyGolfOnline.com. That's FamilyGolfOnline.com. Family Golf and Learning Center. We make St. Louis better at golf. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing on this Sunday morning on 101 ESPN. Shane Bacon has been kind enough to hold on through the break. He is a national broadcaster, podcaster, writer, and host who covers the game for a multitude of outlets. And Jay, we have an author on our hands. You got to tell us about the Golfer Zoo. You've written a children's book and uh, a little bit about what's going on there. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I, so I mean, Jay, you know this very well. Uh, when you're in the golf world, you get golf stuff sent to you. I mean, my last name is Bacon. My mom used to get so much Bacon stuff sent to her on holidays. <laughs> she had to tell people, stop sending me pigs. Stop sending me Bacon, you know, memorabilia or whatever. So when you're in the golf space, you know, you get golf stuff. And when we had Henry, my, my first son, who, uh, who turns four soon, when we had Henry – you know, we get golf stuff sent to us from friends and family members. And I was shocked at how few children's golf books there were there, there were out there. And so, you know, I, I had an idea of maybe getting into that space at some point. And it was actually, Jay, somebody we worked with very closely and a good buddy of mine, Joel Klatt, who I was asking Joel one day, his three sons, I said, what is your process for taking the kids out to the golf course? And he said, I do one hole of golf and one hole of fun. And so he says, They'll play one hole with the, with the boys and they'll play golf and they'll put it out and they'll try to do whatever they do in terms of scoring. And the next hole is whatever they want to do. So play in the bunker, throw rocks in the lake. And he kept bringing up the animals. He kept saying, you know, go look at the turtles and look at the fish. And so the idea really stemmed from that was when you think about a golf course, we think about, you know, holes and layouts and designers and scoring. And kids could look at it and really think about it as a zoo because every golf course has a lot of animals on it and unique animals depending on where you live. And so really that's where the idea came from. So it was a little bit of Joel Klatt and it was a little bit of Henry Bacon uh, that went into uh, to the idea of it. And then, you know, I, I teamed up with, with an awesome group of Pac-9 Press and we found this incredible illustrator. And uh, it's been really cool to see it go from, you know, a, an idea to maybe I'll do this to actually putting pen to paper and then seeing it kind of come together in a, in a form of a book. Uh, it's been a special project and I'm really proud of it. And uh, it'll be something that, you know, will be on my son and, and daughter's shelves um, for as long as they want it to be on there because, you know, they're a big part of why we wrote it. 
Oh, that's awesome. Absolutely bacon. I've got that sent down to, so I've got a grandson who's one and a granddaughter that's three. And so they've got that book down in Alabama and I just spent some time with him. And you know, what's interesting. And I love Joel Klatt's a great human being and a good dad. When you take your kids, multiple children out to play and Danny's got four children as well. He knows this well. You get the widest variety of questions and inquisitive <laughs> things. And they're like, Dad, what kind of tree is that? And did you see that squirrel? And that bird almost hit you. And, and I'm by like, the way, they're smarter than we are on all these things. Oh, there's <laughs> no question. Absolutely they are. Absolutely. I mean, my, my son today, he's almost four. He turns four in a month. If I say the wrong animal in passing, we drive by something, he'll correct me. And you know how they have that little attitude when they correct you, like you're an idiot. Oh yeah, <laughs> you get a lot of that. Bake wait no, till they get, get older. older. Oh, not a squirrel, and you're like, sorry, man, I, I wouldn't even love looking at the road. You're a wide ranging guy in the game of golf, but you caddied in Scotland. You caddied on the LPGA tour. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience and what that was like for you in in both those places? Yeah. You know, it was it was a really cool experience, Dan. Like to go over there and, and get. I'm looking at a picture I have on my wall from St. Andrews that I bought when I lived over there. Um, my buddy and I, uh, my buddy Will Fralick, and uh, we actually did a, a podcast on this. If you're ever interested in listening to it, it's probably a two hour podcast. I think it's on the old Clubhouse feed. But we talked about our whole experience there. But we lived in a house together in college in Tucson for three years. Um, Will's dad bought it, and we would sit on the roof and drink beer. That's what we did. You know, we, we'd go up there and drink beer at night and we'd listen to country music. And, um, and you know, we started to come up with this idea. He caddied in Estancia in Scottsdale when he was in high school. And he had a friend that was a Scottish caddy that would come over in season. And he said, you know, we should, we should go caddy in Scotland, is what Will said, you know, and we were drinking beer. Well, <laughs> the beer drinking idea on the roof continued to come up every time we'd sit up there. And at one point he reached out to his caddy buddy and said, if we get done with college in May and we come over there for a season, could we caddy? And he said, you know, heck yeah, you could. And so we literally got done with college. Um, Will flew over the day before I did from Phoenix. I was back in Texas um, at my, my, my parents' house. And I landed on like a Wednesday. And Will had been there a day before. Will had already caddied at Kings Barnes <laughs> around before I'd arrived. And so, yeah, it was really, I mean, it was a plug-and-play situation. Uh, the, 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 the person in charge of the caddies there, uh, had worked at Pinehurst for a long time and, uh, and really liked American caddies for whatever reason. And so, you know, we spent four months, you know, looping around the most famous golf course in the world and, uh, you know, got to caddy for some really cool people. I mean, I, I remember one of my groups, Peter Thompson was in the group. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm walking, watching this five-time open champion. He was probably in his mid seventies at the time to play the old course, you know, every day was an incredible experience. And what I quickly learned, even at you know the age of 22, was you'd walk up 17 and 18, and no matter if you're caddying for a CEO, you know a son of of somebody that's 18 years old, whatever the case may be, this is one of the most incredible experiences these people were ever going to have. And so to be along for the ride, especially those last couple of holes, was a very very special uh, day every single day. And uh, we played a lot of golf, we drank a lot of beer, we ate a lot of uh, fried food. And we had, a, we had an awesome time in San Andrews. Yeah, you ate a lot of fried food over there. And isn't it interesting how in our younger years, some of the best ideas we had when we were drinking beer and sitting around with some buddies. <laughs> you wake up in the morning and you say, wait wait a minute, did we really think about doing this? Uh, I don't know if that's a good idea. 
I mean, we're, we're living in St. Andrews. We're renting a room from this lovely Scottish lady that charged us, I think it was 40 pounds a week. And it would be five extra pounds if she did our laundry. And so you talk about, uh, I mean, those experiences of your 20s versus, you know, your 30s and your 40s and your 50s. I mean, we were truly flying by the seat of our pants. We were sleeping wherever they'd have us. And, uh, and it was, you know, you're looking back on that. I'm so glad we did it. Have you ever tried to get Tiger Woods on a podcast or just a quick interview? He's so protective of his image. The people around him are so protective. Have you ever tried to get to him in some form or fashion? Yeah, you know, I was uh, I was lucky to be the on-course reporter for the first match, you know, between Tiger and Phil. And so uh, there was a time then where um, I probably could have got him on the podcast, but, you know, I was so kind of ingrained in the work there. I know, uh, again, at the time, there weren't a whole bunch of podcasts around when that first match popped up. And so they were kind of shopping those guys around to, to kind of create a lot more interest. But, you know, I was, I, was in, I was in that group, you know, so I was doing a lot of work and we were doing a lot of prep for it. So I think that was probably the best opportunity I would have had. I've got this really good idea for a Tiger podcast that I pretty much already laid out. So at some point in my life, I hope it happens. But, um, you know, I mean, you talk about, you know, the, the guy you want the most and the conversation you want to have. And if he's willing to have that conversation, it would be a very special, a special one to have. But, you know, I mean, Tiger's got a million things going on. You talk about a hustler. I mean, even outside of the golf, his business and charity and all that stuff going, uh, he's a pretty busy dude. It's interesting, Bake, because we had David Faraday on the show not long ago, and we talked so much about Tiger because we just love him what we – watched at Augusta was painful for all of us. And one of the things that Faraday said was that if he had any advice for Tiger is that he would have made himself more available. He would have put himself out there just a little more, especially in those earlier years. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, he was so guarded and you see this a lot with young athletes. I mean, I think um, it takes a bit of years to really understand that the media is not a hundred percent against you. I think when you come in, especially when you're, really hot. And obviously there were some interviews that Tiger didn't love early in his career. And that was part of the reason that he went a little bit cold on the media. But yeah, I mean, I think looking back, it's easy to say, you know, I wish, I wish he'd be more available or I wish he would have given people more time, but you're also talking about Tiger Woods being in his prime, probably a top five most famous person on the planet, you know, not just athlete, but human being. I mean, you know, you're talking, he was MJ level and LeBron level and Federer level. And, you know, uh, now you're talking like Messi and people like that. So uh, I would understand, you know, keeping people at arm's length and understanding that the only thing that could happen from an interview is something you saying something bad, uh, because again, that happened, you know, early in his life. And when that hits you, uh, it makes you less interested in maybe giving people uh, that, that look into who you are and what you're about. And then on the flip side, you know, you think about some of these modern athletes and especially in our sport, you know, Rory McIlroy is incredibly honest in every interview. Jordan Spieth will let you into his world, uh, you know, if you ask him the right question. So it's kind of cool to see that juxtaposition of certain athletes that open the doors and say, come on in. And, you know, I've kind of kept the doors closed and uh, maybe don't want you to see everything. And, and I'll say this, I think as I've gotten older, you know, with kids and, and a family and a wife and things like that, I understand a little more of that early Tiger thing versus maybe, you know, the younger athletes that will let you all in because I don't want everybody to know everything that's happened in my life. And so, you know, you kind of see both sides a little bit as you age, I think. So you caddied in Scotland, but also on the LPGA Tour. Tell us a little bit about that experience and then covering the PGA Tour 
you have great perspective on what the LPGA Tour is like and some of the differences. So, again, what was the experience like and then maybe some of the comparisons between the two tours? Yeah, I mean, it, it, if you ever go out and watch an LPGA event or you get a chance to, to kind of see those players up close and personal, I mean, I had a couple of friends. You know, I had, I had a friend of mine, the late Erica Blasberg, asked me um, to loop for her. I think my first event was in Phoenix. It was at Papago, and uh, she had been playing great, and she just wanted a friend on the bag. And so uh, I never, you know, I obviously never caddied in, in, a, in, a, in a place like that, I mean, in terms of a professional environment. And it was uh, it was enlightening, not just – you know, in terms of seeing those players play and how good they are, but also understanding the world of the caddy, you know, understanding how good professional caddies are, how much work goes into it, how much time they put in day to day, you know, stepping off whole locations for the next day and, um, you know, never understanding that was a thing from a caddy. And uh, Sunday is actually the easiest day to caddy because you're not looking ahead. There were, uh, there were a lot of things I learned, you know, in, in the few events I got to caddy. And then, and then uh, one of my other friends, Irene Cho, uh, reached out after Erica passed away and, and said, you know, Eric always loved you on the bag. Uh, I haven't been playing great. Do you have any interest in, in helping me out? And so, you know, I would, I would do it and write articles about it. And uh, I remember our first event, uh, I think my first event with Irene was at Pumpkin Ridge and she shot something silly on the back on Sunday, like 32 and maybe birdie three of her last four holes. And uh, you know, you, you talk about a, a cool drive home is, is being, being on the back for somebody that has a great Sunday and leapfrogs about 20 players and, you know, gets close to a top 10. Uh, it's a really hard job. It's, uh, it's, it's way more complicated than anybody at home understands it to be. But uh, at the same time, it's very fulfilling when the week goes your way because uh, you really do feel like you're a part of that team and, uh, and you are relatively integral. I will say one of my first events I ever caddied for, for Eric at, I – at one point, added an added a number instead of subtracting it. <laughs> oh no! And no. So I gave her like it was like 185, and she's standing over it, and I'm looking at my book, and I went, "Oh my goodness!" And I and she was about to pull the trigger, and I said, "Erica," and she stepped off, and I you know I did the thing where I had her come over like I'm looking at the book, and I went, "Yeah, I I added that." Not it's it's actually a, an eight iron, not a four iron. So <laughs> oh, no. I was just sitting over there going. Please make par. Please make par. Please make par. And she made par the hole, and then you feel less like an idiot. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's again. I mean, it's it's a lot of work that goes into caddy, and my respect level for that job after doing it a few times, you know, went up five thousand percent. Being a caddy for a professional in an event in an entirely different animal. You speak when you're spoken to. You have to know your player, when to shut up, when to give him a hug, when to kick. You know, there's a lot, as you said, going on out there. You're kind of part-time coach. You're kind of part-time therapist. You know, you're, you're part-time, you know, you know, course, you know, course layout person. I mean, there's so many little jobs that go into it. And then, you know, you don't even bring up bad weather where, you know, your job is to keep everything else dry except yourself. There, it is, it is just a, a, it's a crazy job. And there's so many things going on. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like I remember there was a time where I, I did something as silly as pull the putter out. Um, I remember, I think it was Erica was chipping, you know, short of the green, pretty standard up the hill chip. And I pulled the putter out, took the cover off. She chipped it to like three feet and kind of slammed the club in the bag. And I was like, well, that wasn't that bad of a shot. I don't know why she's upset. Well, it's because I pulled the putter out. And she said to me after, that showed me you didn't think I could make this. You know, and so you learn so many little things like that where, you know, if there's water left, 
you know, you don't say, Hey, there's water left. You say, you know, let, let's, let's, let's keep this a little right. You know, you're trying to always talk in positives and avoid any of the negative. And what's funny about that is when you have a caddy, maybe it's a club caddy or, you know, you're at a resort and you have a caddy and you hear those little negative comments, they almost come out stronger because you're so ingrained in the not do that. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a wild job. And, and I, and I give, a ton of respect and credit to anybody that does that for a living because it is it is hard. They are long days. That bag is heavy. Your feet hurt by the end of it, and uh, not to mention how your brain feels. Bake, I caddied for Corey Pavin's longtime caddy, Eric Schwartz, broke his ankle or something, and he couldn't find a caddy out in San Diego. And, and Pavin calls me, and my first question was, why the hell are you playing in San Diego? You can't win. You know, that golf course doesn't fit you at all. So anyway, I said, of course, I'll come out there. So I'm, I'm carrying the bag. And to your point about the pitching and the chipping and things, you know, I'm putting myself in this situation, this bunker shot, this little pitch shot over the bunker, whatever. Well, Paven is in such a different league that after about four holes, because we didn't hit any greens, I stopped even thinking about the putter because I'm like, well, this is really, really makeable, you know, because he was so locked in and I was not at the beginning. Well, I mean, the stress of caddying, you know, I mean, I, I, I mean, I felt plenty of stress playing, you know, tournament golf. And then, you know, now even still playing amateur golf, you know, I'm, I, I feel those, that pressure and the stress of competitive golf out there, but Jay, the, the, the stress of caddying where you can do all you can to help your player out, but they're hitting the golf shot. Uh, there are so many times where I remember, you know, we'd be short-sighted in a bunker or, you know, you'd have this, you know, you, you, you'd hit an errant tee shot and have to hit a 40-yard cut with a four iron around trees. And in my mind, all I'm thinking is, you know, just let's just not mess this up and let's get it around the hole. And then they pull the shot off and it's like, oh yeah, they're, they're professional <laughs> golfers. Like they can hit all of these shots, but you have no, you know, really at the, at the end of the day, there's nothing you can really do to help them actually execute, but they're so good at golf that execution is what they do for a living. And so the stress, I think, of caddying for me, you know, slowly waned because I understood that, you know, most of the time they're going to hit a good shot. It's almost rare that they're not going to pull the golf shot off. Shane, stay with us. Shane Bacon is our guest. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Lots more to get into, including the Netflix series, which was on the PGA Tour called Full Swing. We'll get into that in just a moment. This is Golf with Jay Delsing, presented by Darty Business Solutions. Powers Insurance and Risk Management is a family-owned local business that's been helping our community for over 200 years. In the always confusing world of insurance, Powers Insurance provides clarity, exceptional service, and the latest in cutting edge products to deliver the highest quality in property and casualty coverage, as well as strategic planning consultation services. Powers Insurance and Risk Management will partner with you. That's right, partner with you to customize the right coverage for you and your family. Tim Davis, the Chief Operations Officer, will personally sit down and talk you through the ins and outs of your policies. They are experts at helping you control your workplace expenses, and helping to guarantee the safety of you and your employees and their needs. You can visit them at powersinsurance.com. That's powersinsurance.com for all of your insurance needs. 
Hey, St. Louis. Eddie McVeigh here from Maggie O'Brien's. When you head downtown for a concert or cards or blues game, and now for the St. Louis City soccer game, please come see us at Maggie O'Brien's before and after your event. Take our shuttle to and from or stay in-house and watch your favorite team on our multiple high-def TVs. We look forward to seeing you soon at one of our two locations in Sunset Hills on South Lindbergh or downtown at the corner of Market and 20th Street. Union Station is next to us. Do you remember the golden rule? I'm sure you do, but just in case it goes like this. Treat people the way that you'd like to be treated. At People's National Bank, that one statement is the cornerstone of what this bank is all about. Locally owned with 23 locations in Southern Illinois and the metropolitan St. Louis area, People's National Bank parlays a robust menu of commercial or personal banking services you could possibly need with a friendly yet hardworking Midwestern attitude. Maybe you just want to do business with a bank whose entire team lives in the same neighborhoods as we do. If you're like me and doing business with someone you trust is important to you, then People's National Bank is the bank for you. Jason Rantham, local president, is here for you to call and he'll answer any questions you may have. His personal cell is 314-974-2243. You can also find us online at peoplesnationalbank.com. People's National Bank is here for all of your banking needs. This is Adam Betts from Family Golf and Learning Center located in Kirkwood. Our motto is play your best golf. We have the best instruction for every skill level. Two female instructors along with our eight PGA instructors. We're there for the kids and the adults who are starting to play and trying to refine their game. Family Golf and Learning Center features a double-decker driving range, grass tees, and a short game area, along with indoor simulators and a performance center. That's not all. Don't forget about our back nine, Bar and Grill. Find out how we can help you and your family. Head to FamilyGolfOnline.com. That's FamilyGolfOnline.com. It's Family Golf and Learning Center, where we make St. Louis better at golf. Hello, friends. This is Jim Nance, and you are listening to Golf with my friend, Jay Delson. WXOS HD1 East St. Louis 101 ESPN is driven by Auto Centers Nissan, home of the lifetime warranty and 30-day return. Shane Bacon has been great with his time with us here this morning. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing, heard every Sunday on 101 ESPN. Shane is a national broadcaster, podcaster, writer, and host who covers the game for many, many outlets. That's Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin. Shane, let's jump right back into it. After what I just said, your resume, which covers the the gamut in golf, what did you think about Full Swing? And what did you think about the Netflix series? Yeah, I mean, I thought they crushed it. You know, I mean, I think it's only going to get better as well. I mean, I love what they did. Um, kind of balancing episode to episode and really focused on characters. I thought that was incredibly smart. And I mean, you, you, you guys, I'm sure you guys have felt this as well. How many people that aren't golf people in your life that have brought it up or mentioned they watch it? Uh, I was lucky, you know, I, I've, been, I've been doing some of the feature group coverage at Augusta National the last three years. And I'd have friends because, you know, a couple of times my voice was on the, on, the, on the show. And I would have friends that never talk about golf that message me and say, did I just hear you on full swing? And I mean, you know, it's, it was, it's so cool to see how many more people, things like that can touch because I mean, I remember during COVID, you know, I mean, we, we, you know, my wife and I got into drive to survive and 
um, you know, it was a big part of, of our viewing. And then we obviously started to watch a little bit of F1 uh, because of that series. So, you know, I mean, I, we're seeing, we're going to see a lot more of this because people are understanding access plays. And uh, I know Steph Curry's got a, a series coming out um, that's going to have some crazy access into his professional life. But yeah, it was a, it was a big win for golf. And um, you talk about a perfect season to do it. I mean, I, I laugh all the time. I mean, you could think about any season to pull this thing off and they just so happen to do the one year where you know professional golf splits i mean that's uh that's pretty lucky to have that land then it really was timing wise and bake i watched that and i thought i'm like where was my private jet back in the days <laughs> i mean when when jordan says to jt i think it's only a 40 minute trip up to tulsa for a practice round i'm thinking well, let's see. I'm in St. Louis. I got a seven-hour car ride, or I can get on two Delta flights, and maybe I can get in for a quick nine. You know, I'm like, wait a minute, man. That wasn't how it was. Jay, the, the era killed you, man. You, 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 had, you, had, you, need, you needed like 25 years later. <laughs> especially, listen, especially as far as you hit it. You'd have been perfect for the modern game. It's funny because I, I, I had we had Andy North on the show and Curtis Strange on the show, and we were talking about that because the guys that helped me on the tour, Shane, like the Andy Norse and some of the older guys, they were always telling me, pull back, Dels, pull back. You can't keep doing that. You can't keep doing that. And I'm like, but this is what I'm good at. You know, I'm aggressive. I want to just blast. You know, I know I didn't hit it straight, but I hit it farther than everybody else. And so I got my one iron and I started making more cuts, but it, 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 it was a different, it was just a different, different era, just like you said. It's so wild. It's so wild to think about those times, right? Where, um, I mean, I even remember when I was coming up and it was, it was, you don't want to lay up to 40 or 50 yards, you know, make sure you lay up to a hundred yards in a par five. if You're not going forward. And I mean, now that is the complete opposite way of thinking and, and stats tell you the story. It's just so different now that, uh, that 30 and 40 yard shot is not nearly as scary for the pro golfer considering they have it all the time and they want it. Shane, we'd be remiss if we didn't ask you about your business with logos, and you're helping out a lot of people across the country, really worldwide with logos. So tell us about the business and how this all came about. So I've been obsessed with logos pretty much my entire life. I, uh, I think if you have a good logo at a golf course, um, it's great for your business. Obviously, you're going to sell more gear, but I love the stories of them. I mean, I have, um, I've talked to so many people about how certain logos have come about, places like Sand Hills and MacArthur, you know, that have these, these epic logos. And so, uh, it was, I mean, it was crazy to think, but it was social media. You know, I, I was introduced to a young lady named Kate Smith who was playing golf in Nebraska and she would go play college events and she would redesign or re-envision the logo and post it on Twitter. So she'd go to a place that maybe didn't have the best logo and she would post a new logo that she designed herself, um, on social media. And so, when she graduated uh, college, I reached out to her and said, hey, listen, I've always thought there was a, an opportunity for a business like this. Do you have any interest in teaming up? And um, she was ecstatic about it. And so, yeah, we've been rocking and rolling for about a year and a half. And it's been crazy to see the growth of what we've done with Ground Under Repair. And um, from, from kind of buddies trips um, to working with some of the biggest brands in our sport to some of the most exclusive courses in the country. I mean, we've really kind of checked a whole bunch of boxes. And uh, it is wild, you know, when you get a, an email from somebody. Uh, we got an email from an NFL team the other day. And, uh, you know, David Ledbetter has leaned on us to do some logo work for him. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, I mean, this is the first business I've ever started. And so 
Uh, a, I give a lot of respect, kind of like what I said about caddying. I give a ton of respect for anybody that's done the business world because it is not easy and there are a lot of things to go through. And uh, I give a, a ton of credit to Kate. I mean, she's so incredibly smart and creative and uh, we would not be a business without her. And so, yeah, it's a uh, it's very cool day to day to wake up and check your inbox and see uh, what you've been able to do and see who's reaching out and to pass on the files. That's one of my jobs is I send those those finished files to people and, you know, the reaction they get, uh, you know, you think about buddy strips that have been doing stuff for 20 years that have always thought about having a logo. And now they have something they can put on hats and shirts and ball markers. Uh, it's, it's been a very cool business and, uh, and it's been cool to see the growth of it in a pretty short amount of time. Bake, it's so interesting that you mentioned MacArthur because that is my favorite logo, the milk jug. It is absolutely fantastic in that family. I guess that was, the property was a dairy farm way back when, when the MacArthur family owned it, I guess. Yep, yep. And, and, that, and that's the reason, obviously, it's the jug and the T-markers are, are some of the best T-markers in golf. And, uh, I mean, as we've learned in our business, I mean, simplicity wins. You know, you think about some of the great logos out there, and uh, you can see the logo and you identify the golf course right away. And, you know, you think about Marion and Wingfoot and Olympic Club and places like this that, that have those epic, you know, simple one look logo know exactly where you're at you know that's what we're trying to do for a lot of the modern golf and then you know another thing we're seeing is there's a lot of secondary logo interest in golf you know you have your logo that's been a part of your golf club for 100 years but you know the memberships get a little bit younger and they just want something different uh to put on some hats that maybe the members will know what it's about but not everybody out there will understand so yeah i mean the, the logo world Again, I've been obsessed with them for a long time. I guess I didn't realize there was as many people out there as obsessed with logos as I am. Clearly, you love business, so what's next on your list? What else are you thinking about here? <laughs> yeah, what's going on, man? <laughs> I, I got a couple things. <laughs> Listen, I got a couple things through. And I, uh, I, got, I, got another, I got another business we've been working on for, for a couple months uh, online. I've, I've got a couple book things I've been working on. Um, you know, I mean, it's just, I'm just trying to, as you guys know, and you guys are the same way, just trying to think a little bit ahead and see maybe where we're going to go with this. Because um, as golf people, as golf media members, um, we've been blessed with this popularity that's, that's basically come from the pandemic. And so, um, you know, just trying to take a little bit of advantage and come up with some cool stuff. Uh, you know, all I'm trying to do is, is make this sport. If I can make it 1% more interesting to people out there, I mean, that's my goal. And, uh, and obviously, you know, teaming up with, with creative people out there that I think do a great job and finding young people. You know, I'm getting old, Jay. You know that. I mean, uh, you know, the, <laughs> I the hate younger, you right now. The younger years, they listen, it, does, it, it happens quick. But uh, all of a sudden, you know, I, I, you know you're, you're hearing terms online you've never heard of or there are apps out there that you haven't downloaded yet. And, you know, you're like, I was on the forefront of this stuff a few years ago. So just trying to keep up with it and, and chat with the right amount of people. It's just a cool time to be in the sport. And uh, I'm really happy where I'm at and, and really looking forward to some of the stuff in the future. Now, very quickly, Jay and I don't want to be investors in your next venture, but we'd certainly <laughs> Maybe partner, we do. We'd partner with you and we'd be equal partners. I just want to throw that out. Jay Bird, what do you got? I, 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 will, I, will, I will send you the one sheet. And, uh, and you guys can take what you think. Bake, I, one of the things as we wrap this up, and again, I pre- so appreciate the time and the energy. It's just wonderful. But this game has been so great to me. It has given me so much. I way outkicked my coverage, way outkicked what I deserved. And I, I hear the gratitude in your voice. I hear the love and the passion. And I just so really appreciate that in you and, and bringing it 
out sharing it and then also paying it forward, man. It's very, very cool. Well, I mean, I, and, and I say the same thing as you, Jay. I mean, this sport has, has, has blessed me with, uh, with an awesome life and it's given me a lot of opportunity and I, I've seen a lot of it. You know, I mean, I think, um, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't like talking about myself that much, even though I know we've, we've talked about myself on this pot a decent amount, but you know, one of the unique things that I have in this space is I've seen a lot of different walks in this sport. I mean, I've worked in pro shops. I've picked the range. Um, as you guys have mentioned, I've caddied, you know, on a golf course and I've caddied professionally and I tried to play for a living and now kind of covering on the media side. Um, I've seen so many walks and I've met so many people in the sport and you feel the love for golf from each and everybody you run into. And there's no other sport like it. I mean, it's, it, we say it a lot, but it's so true. You know, you don't have 40 year olds out playing pickup basketball and you don't have 60 year olds, you know, trying to hit a curveball. Like those things go away, but in golf, um, we continue to chase that passion. And what we have in golf that we don't have anywhere else is avenues for interest that isn't just the professional game. And, you know, that's been something that I found so cool is you don't always have to cover the PGA Tour, the LPGA Tour, to find interesting, you know, chats about the sport. And uh, and so I'm with you. It's, it's, it's a great game. I love it. I'm still trying to compete. My dad, I, I'll tell you this, Jay, my dad was out. And my dad pushed the cart for 18 holes. You know, my dad's 72. Um, he's still in great shape. But, I mean, what other sport is that happening in where, you know, the guy that taught you the game is still out uh, walking with you for 18 holes? He texted me yesterday and said, I wish we were playing today. It's a beautiful game. And um, it gives us those moments that no other sport can give us. And so I'm, I'm eternally grateful for him introducing me to the sport. I'm eternally grateful for so many people that have given me opportunity and uh, I'm just still trying, you know, I'm still pursuing it as a player and uh, in business and, and in media and all that. And so uh, it will, uh, it will forever be a part of me. But one thing is my, my three and a half year old doesn't care about golf at all. So I'm trying to change his brain. I'm just, I'm like thinking <laughs> of fun ways. And now, now my one-year-old daughter looks like she's going to be the golfer. And so uh, she puts the balls in the hole in the backyard and she's picking up the golf club. So as long as one of the kids get into it, that's all I really need. I remember you and I had a really nice little partnership, and we took down and got a little Faxon and Loomis money uh, in, in Philadelphia a few years back, man. It was nice being your partner out that, at OM that oh, day. I, 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 it, was, it was nice being your partner. I'll say that. I remember you hit a couple of leaners on the last couple of holes. I remember you uh, you flagged it on 18 when we needed it. And so – uh, I would say that was the day you carried me for sure. But, yeah, you know, when you can get into Faxon's pocket, that's always a good day. And so uh, I was pretty fired up that we uh, – that, A, we got to team up, and, B, uh, and B, it was a successful partnership. Maybe we'll have to lean on, uh, on you know, one of those uh, upcoming Ryder Cup captains or President's Cup captains and see if they need a couple of washed-up dudes on the team. You know, we'll sacrifice a few dollars just to give guys a little match. Hey, we'll, you and I will we'll do whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll absolutely. We're grinders, baby. Shane, what's the best way as we wrap it up here? What's the best way to get a hold of Shane Bacon? Oh, I mean, you can follow me on social. I mean, uh, you know, at Shane Bacon, um, you know, I I try to share whatever's going on there. Um, It's probably the best way. So Instagram or Twitter, you can do that. And then if you have any questions or golf things or anything like that, if you send me a DM on Instagram, I I try to answer um, all the DMs I get. So I would say that's probably the easiest avenue in terms of connection. That's great. Hey, thanks so much for doing this. Your insight is incredible. Good luck with the businesses and the book. 
And again, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, and now I'm going to go try to regrip a putter, and my three-and-a-half-year-old's going to try to help me with that. So if it's like totally backwards and upside down, you know who to blame. <laughs> Thanks so much, Shane. Thanks, guys. Hey, this is Jay Delsing, and we golfers are always looking for ways to improve our games. For me, that means I want the very best and the very latest in equipment and in technology. The place for me is Pro-Am Golf in Brentwood. Tom DeGrand opened Pro-Am Golf Center in 1975, and ever since then, he and his family have provided St. Louis with the finest in golf equipment, instruction, and the latest in the ever-changing world of golf technology. Whether you are a scratch golfer looking to find the latest in range finders or a newcomer looking to find your first set of clubs, Pro-Am Golf has just what you're looking for. You say you're looking to get yourself custom fitted for a new set of clubs, you need to call TJ. He has fit me personally and he is the best in town. If you mention my name, CJ will take 50% off the already low fitting price. So if you need anything from golf balls to a new pair of shoes or a lesson from Tom, who by the way, has been helping St. Louisans play better golf for over 45 years, Pro-Am Golf in Brentwood is the place for you. You can also visit them at ProAmUSA.com. That's Pro-Am Golf. Family Golf and Learning Center. No matter your age or skill level, Family Golf and Learning Center, located in Kirkwood, has something for you. They've got it all. PGA and LPGA instruction, double-decker driving range, par-3 golf course, trackman simulators, a large short-game green design to help you with all your shots around the green, bunkers, rough, and Zoysia fairway pitching. And now open the Tahoma Bermuda Grass Tees, the best turf to hit from in St. Louis. It's all at Family Golf and Learning Center. To schedule a lesson or to find out more, visit FamilyGolfOnline.com. That's FamilyGolfOnline.com. Family Golf and Learning Center. We make St. Louis better at golf. Redbird Heating and Cooling sponsors the Veterans Vocational Apprenticeship Program. Jed, the CEO and former Marine, will teach, mentor, and sign off on educational and mechanical work hours to help you get fully licensed while you work and get paid by the company. What a great way to launch your career as a fully licensed HVAC specialist. Visit RedbirdHVAC.com. That's Redbird Heating and Cooling. Paul Lazinger, and you're listening to Golf with Jay Delphin. Golf with Jay Delsing on this Sunday morning. Welcome back. It's 101 ESPN. That's Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin. We're presented by Darty Business Solutions, and we're coming to you from the Car Shield Studios. A reminder in just a moment. Matter of fact, he's standing outside our studio. We'll visit with Adam Betts from Family Golf and Learning Center. But, Jay, I got to catch my breath yep. after visiting there with Shane Bacon. Wow. Man, that guy is one busy dude. He's on a treadmill, Danny. How about. The children's book and how he, that came cool. about. I mean, really? Very cool. That is very, very cool. Um, the guy, his story about playing golf at, at, in Arizona. Arizona and then going to um, St. Andrews and doing the caddy and caddying a little on the LPGA tour. I mean, the guy is, he, he's just one of these infectious 
um, personalities. It's so positive. He, he, he's just, he, he makes you think, he makes you smile, and he loves the game, and it's just awesome. I was just going to say that. The one thing I, I come away after visiting with him is that he loves the game of golf. I thought one of the stories that was so cool is that social media is such a part of our lives now. He DMs Rory McIlroy, and Rory gets back to him, and they do a podcast. I, know. I mean, that's how a lot of this stuff is done now yep. with the advent of social media. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's really cool. And that, that says all you need to know about Rory right there. Absolutely. And he's doing all that stuff himself, and it's very cool. And, and um, yeah, so, so, gosh, where do but you But there's go? a responsibility, though, of top players to grow the game of golf. Now, I'm sure they think I'm growing the game of golf, some of them, by showing up on a Saturday or Sunday on NBC, CBS, and maybe I do a, an interview after my round and I'm growing the game because I'm talking about my round, ultimately talking about the game of golf. But there are some that look at it beyond that responsibility saying, hey, here's a guy that loves the game, talking about Shane Bacon. Here's a guy that is going to get the word out maybe to his listeners about what we're all about. But also on the flip side, I get to show my personality. I'm not just a guy that hits driver and bombs at 380 yards. I'm a guy that is just like you and me, and he's able to show that in a podcast. That's a big deal. I mean, and listen, you and I are gigantic Rory fans. I mean, if there's some way we could have pulled him on the red, white, and blue side, we'd do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, 100%. He's he's a a great human being and a hell of a a player. But the, the, the Shane Bacon stuff, how about the logos? Logos were interesting. You're wearing wow. a Dalhousie cap. Yep. I am too. Yep, right. I like their uh, logo. I, I know. Do. I love the Dalhousie and 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 Cord and and Billy and those guys. They've got a great spot down there. But he 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 kind of read. I'm like, where did you get your graphic design background? Or exactly. where did you know? And he's like, no, we just started playing with this thing, and then the next thing you know, and I'm like. This guy, I mean, he just, I, I just love it. That's, that is what he brings to the table, though, Danny. There's all that positive energy, and it's like, yeah, we can do this. This is no big deal. He gave great perspective on Phil and Tiger, also on Liv. Uh, Liv has kind of died down a little bit. I mean, you, you do have Brooks Kepka as part of the Ryder Cup team, but that hasn't really been talked about all that much this week in terms of his association with Liv. More than anything, it's said these guys actually get along. Yeah. They just happen to go in different directions. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, you can respect another guy's decision. I think a lot of the the internal or under under the surface tensions have eased because because we've gotten some of this some some clarity and okay there's no more legal nonsense going on and now we're going to going to try to figure out some sort of pathway back and so everybody's kind of tapping the brakes and chilling out a little bit and and uh and hopefully we're going to move in some sort of better direction i always love getting your perspective on the netflix series full swing you got a big smile going right now we talked about it there with shane I thought it was good for the game. Now, you know, generally speaking, some people may say, well, all these guys are flying privately and they have their chefs and they've got their personal (laughs) trainers. And there's my yoga instructor over there. Yeah. You know, but that's not really the case. But I did think it opened up the eyes to a casual fan to the game of golf. And ultimately, that's a good thing. Absolutely. Yes. A hundred percent. But I mean, what PGA Tour is that, Danny? It's certainly (laughs) not not the the damn PGA Tour I was on. Uh Uh-uh. There were three guys playing private jets and and their names were Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicholas, and Greg Norman. But I bet even back then, there were times they probably didn't do that. If there was some place to drive. Oh, yeah. It might have been three or four hours. They probably were driving. No doubt. No question. And I mean, that's the tour was set up that way more in the day because everybody did drive. Yeah. You know, we uh, I remember one year, Danny, we went from 
uh, we played in Tucson, went to Hawaii, and then came back and played Phoenix. And everybody's like, wow, has the tour changed? But that's where you follow the dollar yeah. because the dollar is associated with TV. And this guy wants this TV slot. These guys want the other end off. Guess what we're doing? We're going to play wherever they want us. Wasn't it interesting? You and I had a breakfast this past week with Mark Milton. He's known as the STL tax lawyer. What so a good dude he is. He's great. We played yeah. some golf with him and just had fun catching up with him. And we were talking about a PGA Tour player and where expenses go. So you go from city to city to city or state to state, probably even better, and talk about state taxes of when you play in that city. So a guy earns $2 million for winning. He's not walking away with $2 million. You're going to pay your taxes towards the city or the state that you're earning that money in. And you have to remember, these guys are traveling on their own. The PGA Tour is not paying for your travel. So if you're not on full swing, you're doing some of these things. (laughs) Hotels, cars. Now, sometimes the car, you're getting it through one of the companies that maybe is sponsoring the event. But your hotel, your food, and then your Your caddy. caddy. Yeah, your caddies. And, And Mark was great because we started talking about this. Danny, back in the day when I was playing... This, this entertainer's tax or whatever they refer to it what, as gets created, and all of a sudden, my tax returns two feet tall. Exactly. Every, I mean... So you had to break it down by event by event. Absolutely. Where you won. Like one year, one year, I finished second in the Bank of Boston tournament. It was just at about in, near Worcester, Mass., just outside of Boston. And I think I won $88,000, and the state of Massachusetts took $8,000 before I even saw my Just check. wiped it right Just off. Just took 10%. Thank you. Yeah, yep. and that was it. Yep, and then, and then, you know, that's state tax. That's not fed. So generally speaking, what, what does a caddy get from a player? What, what's the standard percentage off their winnings that they, that they would receive? Generally speaking, the caddies are gonna, going to get a weekly uh, salary of probably somewhere between 1000 and 1500 will be the ordinary number now the bigger guys will pay more and then they'll get anywhere between 5 and 10% okay. of what the player makes and and sometimes there'll be a scale they'll be like um like i started off going 5% uh um on on normal amount of winnings um, 8% on a top 10, and then I give you a 10% on a win. Okay. And then once I got a caddy with me for a while, it was just a straight, it'd be, look, you get 7% on everything, and then our 8% on everything, and then I'll give you 10% on a win. Are you paying for his travel too? Uh, no. So that's no. done separately. But there were times where I would, where I'm like, hey, man, just this is a nightmare. Jump on with me. I'll, I'll, I'll buy your ticket. Jump on with me. Like I had a plane, <laughs> It'd be a bicycle, jump on the back of my bicycle Get and hold on to the club. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> jump in the back of the bus at Delta. So, um, yeah, just jump on here. We'll, we'll fly in there together and, and, and just try to, you know, ease some of that burden because a lot of the times back in the day, Danny, we just didn't play for the money. So the caddies nearly drove every single event. Sure. And so it was a, it's a, it, it's, it's tough. It's, you- it's not easy. Listeners can email us, jay at jdelsingolf.com. We've got emails coming in. We'll answer that later in the show. But up next, we visit with Adam Betts from Family Golf and Learning Center. Looking forward to doing that. This is the Car Shield Studios that we're coming from, and we're presented by Darty Business Solutions. Darty Business Solutions has been enhancing the business of our customers for the last 37 years. How do we do it? Through our expertise in technology, better use of data and analytics, 
artificial intelligence and machine learning. We roll up our sleeves and collaborate. We build applications and effectively communicate with our partner clients to bring their goals and objectives to the finish line. Our award-winning Access Point program is a community game changer. With nearly 100 students in the program, Mostly young African-American females are making between fifty-five dollars and $60,000 per year right out of high school. That's right, fifty-five dollars to $60,000 a year right after high school graduation. That's when they begin their training. CEO Ron Darty believes the talent is equally distributed, but access to that opportunity is not. So here's Access Point, providing more and more opportunity for those in and around our community. It's Darty Business Solutions. For the best in Italian cuisine in St. Louis, look no further than Paul Mano's, located in Chesterfield. It's traditional Italian cooking, and their best ingredient, it's their tradition. It's cooking like Paul's grandmother used to make and like his mother still prepares today. There are no corners cut at Paul Mano's, from greeting you at the door to the pasta you'll share with your family. Paul Mano's is committed to bringing you their very best anytime you share a meal at their place. It's Paul Mano's located in Chesterfield. Did you know that Marcone is the largest distributor of General Electric appliance parts in North America? That's right, Marcone does that. Did you know that their worldwide headquarters are located right here in St. Louis? Well, if you didn't know that then, you'll know it now because CEO Jim Sowers is a philanthropic force in our community. Besides the most recent Marcone military and first responders viewing deck at the Ascension Charity Classic, which by the way was a huge hit here and has been copied at other PGA Tour and PGA Tour Champions events, Marcone has purchased and donated many vital service dogs for our wounded military heroes which helped them transition back into society after sustaining catastrophic battlefield injuries. Jim and Marcone also support the backstoppers, the police and the firefighters, the local naval organizations, and many, many more. Marcone, the company that calls St. Louis home, that always strives to improve and enhance our community in so many different ways. That's Marcone. Golf with Jay Delsing on this Sunday morning on 101 ESPN as we come to you from the Car Shield Studios. That's Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin. And in studio with us is Adam Betts from Family Golf and Learning Center. Summer winding down, fall here. Before you know it, winter is here. And Adam, always great to have you in studio. Thanks for coming in. Thanks, Dan Jay. Always good to be with you guys. Thanks for having me. Busy time of year for you, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, it's slowing down a little bit, but we're kind of in the uh, girls' high school phase where girls' golf is uh, is a go now. So we have uh, a lot of teams coming out and practicing every day. And uh, yeah, so keep it going, girls. Yeah, right on. Keep it and going, get, is right. Give us a little recap. So I I know you guys. Last we talked, your junior league. Uh, numbers were blowing everybody away. Yeah, Tell last year, last year our junior league uh, was the eleventh largest program in the country. Uh, this year, we've grown by almost a hundred kids, uh, so we expect that number nationally to uh, to increase and, and get better. So, the junior league is just a, a great segue for these kids to get comfortable out on the golf course. They're playing in two man scramble teams, and uh, you know they're helping one another. They're strategizing. And I love that the two man like it's that. It's such a wonderful program, and the kids just uh, they get real comfortable out on the 
the course and it's not as pressure packed because it's a scramble you have a partner to depend on and uh, we uh, we do it in-house and we compete against some other courses in town and uh, it's a great opportunity for uh, their families to get their kids out on the golf course before you came in studio you were telling us at family golf and learning center seven thousand lessons over seven thousand wow. yeah i think we're going to get to seven thousand this year we're a little over five at the at the moment and wow. uh it just continues to grow we're uh we're loving that we are the place to come learn and get better and uh we've got the instructional staff to do so so it's great you know adam i think what's really cool from our perspective is danny and i hardly go anywhere where we're not talking about you guys and what you offer the St. Louis area. And just for our new listeners, let's tell them a little bit about all the different things. I know we're going to start talking about sim sim leagues and things because the weather's going to get bad eventually, but there's so much to do out there. Yeah, we have every resource necessary for a golfer to reach their goals, and it doesn't matter your age or skill level. Uh, You could be a new golfer. You could be a competitive high school player looking to go to college. We've got a place and some resources for you to reach your goals and potential. Um, But overall, we're a driving range. We've got grass. Tees. We've got a double decker um, underneath. They're covered and heated, so the winter doesn't pose an issue. Uh, you can still practice year round. Uh, we've got a nine hole par three course, which we use that for our junior league, junior classes. It's a great place to bring the family out and the kids. You see a lot of young kids out there with mom and dad out playing some holes, uh, and it's just a great learning ground. And then our new clubhouse has three TrackMan simulators. We've got a gym for golfers to get assessed and work out golf specifically. Um, we've even got a restaurant for events and uh, a little launch after some golf or, or some balls on the range. Scoring so, lab. Yeah. Scoring score, lab, my favorite yeah, place. Can't, can't forget about the indoor practice room called our scoring lab, brought to you by none, on, none on other than Triad Bank. Our buddy um, Jim Regna. Jim, Jim Regna. Regna. He's, the best. he's, he's great a great supporter. supporter of family golf, and Triad Bank is a wonderful bank. So, uh, yeah. Jim, thanks for all your support. You bet. Thank you to Jim. I, one of the things that we were talking about is a, ho- a Halloween scramble. So you love seeing the families out there, and this is kind of a fun way to do it. Yeah, so once a month we do a parent-child scramble. Um, all of that's online. You can register online. But, um, yeah, over Halloween, this year it's Sunday, the 27th of October, we do a Halloween parent-child scramble. So we encourage the kids, and a lot of times the dads and the moms are dressing up uh, with the kids, but we have a costume contest. We play nine holes. We, uh, we've got candy out there for the kids so it's just a great way to kind of kick off the halloween weekend that would get you out there danny mechelow candy well i don't know how much i want to get into a costume but the, the golf i'm all about it what yeah, about the last time we were in the scoring lab and we had a little chipping <laughs> we had so, and who, who chipped in i chipped in nice. yeah, you did against yeah, you mr did. Uh, pga tour player here yeah, yeah. oh yeah by the way hey where's Getting my money i know i was paying again, huh? yeah, yeah. yeah i Couldn't forgot to collect on that one yeah i know I'll pay you tomorrow. No, I'm yeah. sure you will. I've heard that a time or two. By the way, you have you played much, Adam, with uh, with Jay here? No, I'm looking forward to the time that we can. Uh, i got to get this back in order, and then I'll be ready to go. Oh, I don't know. Just I'm going to give you a little bit of advice. Just bring a full wallet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, well, the hammer Wait game minute, is you're on. You're talking about this guy. This guy is a player over here, I, man. So what are you saying about me? You're a player, too. Okay. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah. Except you get my wallet every time. <laughs> we, we, have, have fun, we, we have some, some fun games, Adam, and one of them is that if you have to hold a putt over 50 feet long you're going to get paid you know and, yeah. and i did happen to make a couple bombs at the ascension charity classic and i look over Beautiful. at danny and he's going to just out of habit he's going into his wallet he's over beyond oh, the road that's it was awesome so, so i literally was going into my wallet and i thought oh this is great if the cameras find this on the on <laughs> yeah. pga tour yeah. this is you know it's like gary all, mccord with mickelson taking bets you know yeah. oh it's so funny 
but let's go back to, by the way, Adam Betch is our guest, and he is the owner and proprietor of Family Golf and Learning Center. Um, one of the things that you guys have coming up, you've got also the Gateway PGA Player Championship. So describe who's in that, you know. Yeah, the what Player Championship in, is yeah. uh, the end of the year tournament uh, where you have to be uh, top 25 in the regular uh, standings to qualify. So, okay. um, lucky enough to have uh, myself and uh, a lot of our instructors in the event, um, and so that's going to be uh, Monday at uh, Quincy Country Club. Okay, um, so that's oh, coming up. Quincy Country yeah, Club. hopefully we have a. Uh, Did a they have good, little uh, people's there at Quincy Country Club? Yeah, that was uh, at Westview. Okay, and then what's the other course called in uh, Spring Lake? Uh, yep, yep, yeah, yep, Spring yep, Lake. Spring so yep. those two courses, but uh, Quincy Country Club is phenomenal. Gideon Smith and I are both on the board at uh, for the Gateway PG. And uh, Gideon's been the head pro there for maybe 12, 15 years, somewhere in there. Um, but Gideon was at Greenbrier prior. Great guy. Um, some of the best greens you'll put on at Quincy Country Club. You get the nerves still when you compete like this? I love the competition. I live for it. You yeah. know, um, always have on, and always will, I think. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm fired up to compete. You know, I haven't been as competitive as I'd like to be in the last few years. Um, you know, had a back injury a couple years ago that set me back. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm coming back to my own it seems and uh you know hopefully i can be competitive you're on also Monday. running a small little business over there yeah, man small, with all, all little, big, how, however you want to call it it is but, not uh, little i was being facetious but well you know adam when you start thinking about it, i mean do you pinch yourself every once in a while drive it i still drive into that place and the what because i i'm old and i remember what was there and now you pull in and go wow yeah, people don't know what uh, they're they're driving into sometimes when they uh, they think that it's the old rundown driving range that it was before we took over. And uh, yeah, I do have to pinch myself sometimes. You know, when we uh, we have fifty employees during the height of the summer, it uh, fifty employees, fifty wow. employees. Yeah, it's uh, it's bigger and better than I ever expected. And I think it just speaks to you know the vision that I had in terms of St. Louis needed this. Um, St. Louis needed a quality year-round practice facility. It needed instruction. It needed um, an opportunity for families to expose their kids to golf. Um, and, and those weren't available until, uh, you know, we came around five years ago. So it's uh, it's been a lot of fun creating it. It's been a lot of uh, responsibility managing it and seeing it grow. And uh, we're just happy to share golf with as many people in St. Louis as we can. The coolest thing, Adam, for, for us, you know, we're golf. We're all golf nerds. But to hear your passion come out and for folks that want to like one of the things that I love about Family Golf and Learning Center is there's someone there for everyone. Yeah, you got absolutely. you got female instructors, you got people that are going to work really well with some of the younger guys. But trying to get an older person, even if you know someone even in their twenties or thirties, to start. Yep. There's not a better place than family golf. Yeah, we hope that we're top of mind when somebody is looking to either expose their kids to golf or, or try golf for their first time as an adult. You know, we uh, we have a very unintimidating, you know, environment that's all about learning uh, and it's very encouraging. So, you know, we hope that anybody that walks in the door, um, you know, is, isn't intimidated. Uh, they're excited to learn. Um, and we definitely have somebody that they're going to be comfortable with learning with, um, with 10 instructors, two ladies. Um, we, you know, we, uh, we kind of have uh, an instructor for every, every type of person, every type of golfer. There's somebody that's listening right now saying, you know what, I'm thinking about doing this. I'm thinking, I'm listening to the guys talk about it. I'm thinking about getting that first lesson. So they walk through the doors, describe, how that happens for somebody in their, let's say, 20s to 30s, like Jay said, but then also 
secondarily here, we'll start with this. The kids, yep. a young kid, starting them out. There's a parent listening right now, I guarantee it, saying, I want to get them involved in golf. What do you do? Yeah, so many times you see parents that uh, aren't golfers that want to get their kids involved. And exactly. A lot of times those parents don't know what to do or where to start. So we make that process pretty easy. Um, you can come to Family Golf, um, come into the golf shop, and start asking questions. Well, we'd love to introduce you to what we do. Um, we've got plenty of pamphlets, and uh, we'll even on-site uh, fill out what we call a junior golf inquiry form. You can do that on your own online at, at www.familygolfonline.com. Um, but that gives us a little information. Um, does your child have experience? How old is this child? What other activities and sports has this child played? And this allows us to kind of see uh, with that small bit of information where we should place that kid. You know, what, what program do we put them in the fundamentals class? Do we put them in the competitive golf class? Um, do we start with private instruction? Um, so there's there's a lot of different opportunities for the kids. Uh, we just need a little bit of information to uh, kind of place them in the right spot. Same thing for somebody that's 20 or 30? Yeah, same thing with lessons. So you can go online, and under lessons, there's a lesson inquiry form. So you can put your information in. How, how experienced are you? How long have you played? What's your handicap? Do you have clubs? Yeah, do you, do you have yeah, clubs? Yeah, right, have you just, been fitted for clubs? Yeah. So we're asking all these questions to, to get a rundown of your history with golf what are your goals even um do you want to get better with your short game do you want to get better with your driving that's going to help us place you with the best instructor um and then we introduce you to that instructor virtually um give your information over and then that instructor reaches out to you and boom you're scheduled and you come and start getting better I mean, how good is that? I mean, that, so Danny, how many times have we talked in some of the corporate environments that we're in where people are like, and, it, and it's mostly women, and they're like, man, I just can't, I, I'm just. They don't I, want to embarrass themselves. Right, That's and, they, and they feel right, like it's yeah, the and they're boys network. Yeah, and it's like, this is the perfect place to go. Brooke Grimsley yeah. on, on 101. I've heard sure. some of the ads before. She's a great girl, and she's she's going down and taking down at, uh, um, at Family Golf and Learning Center, and that's what we need to get people the, the I think vibe. people are just timid I think they, they yeah. don't want to embarrass themselves and then they're like I've never done this didn't do it as a kid now it's too late and I, I, I always yep. tell people no 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 it's not too late it's never too late you can always find a place to and play golf is a journey and it doesn't matter when you start it um, you know you just have to start it you know you just got to jump right in and we give you the opportunity and the resources to learn the fundamentals because it doesn't matter if you're an experienced past PGA Tour pro like Jay Delsing or you're a 25 year old gal that you know wants to learn how to play so you can not embarrass yourself at a scramble you know we We've got a place for you at Family Golf, and we've got a program for you to learn and get better. Walk in the door. Yeah. Walk in the Just door. There's, in. A, there's a boatload going on, but the vibe, it's friendly, it's kind, and and, and they got to check it out. I mean, it's a, that is a massive step, Adam, and for you to be able to provide that, there's 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 a lot to be said for that. We yeah. need well, thank that. thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're uh, we're excited to, uh, to fill that void in St. Louis and have a quality practice facility with learning uh, at the forefront. And one of the things you're doing, too, is developing players. You always talk, I hear you say player development, player development, and that's yep. what you're doing. Yeah, player development is everything that we do. It's it's the center of, uh, in the core of what we do at Family Golf, and that's why we have to have 10 instructors, because we have over 200 clinics and lesson, cl uh, lesson camps uh, that we have. So group learning is an option, um, you know, the, not only with junior golf, but ladies, uh, beginning adults. Um, so we have 
Um, plenty of player development programs for not only the kid, but the beginner, uh, the avid golfer. We have competitive high school schools where we basically have kind of like you go to basketball practice once a week, you come to golf practice. Um, and if you're a competitive high school player, it is a great learning ground. We're taking it a step further, going into course management, specific shots, shot shape. How do you get out from under this tree? Um, it's not just, hey, here's the grip, stance, posture, and here's how we're going to fix that slice. We're taking it a step further and, and really dialing in what it takes to be a good competitive player. And, and what about some of the top young players? You've got a you got a bunch of those guys. Yeah, we do. Too. Um, yeah, we see uh, we see guys like Harrison and uh, Luke McLaughlin, and <laughs> and we got Bubba Chapman out there all the time. Don't and, forget and a about lot of Avery McLaughlin. Yeah, too, well, then. and Avery as well. <laughs> She'll uh, come over and knock on your door. Yeah, you don't bring no, up I should have yeah. said that name first. Sorry, Avery. <laughs> I got to say this publicly. I went to Adam probably two years ago. I said, "Look, my kids love golf." I said. It's going to run me out of cash. Yeah. Can, can we work out a trade <laughs> yeah, or something? Yeah, let's work out sure a deal. enough, you did. So yeah. thank you very much. No, we it's love having off. your kids down there. It's been uh, a lot of fun. Yours and, and, and a lot of high school kids. And it's funny, you know, you get these competitive high school players that have friends that have never played, and all of a sudden, you know, they're all out of family golf, wearing their they athletic gear place, later man. at night, and um, you know, they're having a blast introducing golf to some of their other friends. But we we're very lucky to have some competitive players, some kids that have just accepted some uh, some spots on some good golf teams. Um, you know. Uh, Got a, got a shout out to Bubba Chapman who just got an offer to Mizzou. I've been teaching him since he was nine years old. I'm really proud of that that kiddo, and he's got a bright future in golf. Um, you know, and and we love developing kids, and you know, really, we just want to spark an interest with junior golf. Um, you know, if that interest takes you to wanting to become a competitive player that plays in high school, and eventually maybe you want to play for college, great. We've uh, we've we've got plugs for you to go into college recruitment. Um, you know, so we we take it all the way to uh, to the top of uh, competitive golf. You it's know, great. for someone, well, all of us are, are concerned about growing the game. And Danny, when you go over there, the thing that's so cool, the average age is somewhere in the teens because there are kids running around in high schools. So in the fall, you got the girls. In the spring, you got the guys. And there's college programs playing over there. So everybody's out there trying to get better at the yeah, game. Yeah, we're excited to have relationships with all the high schools in town. And we reach out to them and tell them about our high school program. We reach out to all the uh, universities and colleges that are local, and um, we see Umzel and Mobap and uh, and a lot of the other schools that are around town that uh, come, and, and their players can even come outside of practice and, and use the facility uh, through their athletic department. So it works out great, uh, and, and we are the place to come get better. Absolutely. You know? Adam Betts is our guest, Family Golf and Learning Center. I'll wrap it up with this. You're on a committee to vote for some different awards coming up, aren't you? Yeah, so the Gateway PGA has a lot of uh, awards uh, to give out throughout the year um player development award the teacher of the year award um those are just to name a couple um but uh yeah we uh we're up for player development again this year so uh hopefully uh, you guys either, won that last year yeah hopefully either blake charmatero or i who are both finalists um can bring it home for family golf uh that's what we live for that's where our passion is and that's what the core of family golf is um so you know if not uh, that's okay there's a lot of uh people that are committed and passionate about player development in our town and uh you know, it's just uh, it's just nice to be considered as a finalist. Adam, best way to get a hold of you or the folks at Family Golf and Learning Center? Yeah, it's pretty easy. Everything's online at www.familygolfonline.com or we're down uh, off of Marshall Road, um, 3717 Tree Court Industrial Boulevard. Just come stop by. Just walk in. You don't even have to come hit balls. Just come check out the facility, grab a pamphlet, uh, you know, fill out a, an inquiry, um, give us your information, and uh, we'll do our best to make you the best golf possible. I dare, I dare you to walk in and not be wanting to hit balls after about five oh, minutes. Yeah. There's so much 
going on. You go in the scoring lab. You go upstairs. It's just perfect. Yeah, if you don't have clubs, that's okay too. If your kid doesn't have clubs, that's all right. We uh, we let you borrow clubs in the first few junior classes. Uh, we have junior golf clubs and a golf shop that's fully equipped. So um, come come empty-handed, and you're still going to hit some balls. Great stuff. Thanks, Adam, for stopping in. Guys, thanks for having me. Always a, always a pleasure. That's Great, Adam. Adam Betts. That's Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin. We're coming to you from the Car Shield Studios. This is Golf with Jay Delsing, presented by Darty Business Solutions. Hey, this is Jay Delsing for SSM Health Physical Therapy. Our golf program has the same screening techniques and technology as the pros on the PGA Tour use. SSM Health Physical Therapy has the Titleist Performance Institute trained physical therapists that can perform the TPI screening on you as well as use the KVEST 3D motion capture system. Proper posture, alignment, etc. can help you keep your game right down the middle. We have 80 locations in the St. Louis area. Call 800-518-1626 or visit them on the web at SSMPhysicalTherapy.com. Your therapy, our passion. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. To connect with Jay, log on to jdelsinggolf.com. You'll see the latest in equipment, find the latest innovations in golf, and get tips from a PGA professional. That's jdelsinggolf.com. I want to welcome Redbird Heating and Cooling to the Golf with Jay Delsing show. You can reach them at 314-320-9507 or on the website redbirdhvac.com. CEOs Jed Dickinson and Jerry Pearson run the area's most responsive and dedicated heating and cooling company that's been conscientiously supporting the St. Louis area for the last decade. Just last month, when my air conditioner stopped working, Jed and his team were at my home at 7 a.m. to replace one unit and then repair the other. Your money, like it's our money, was Jed's statement to me, and the repairs for Unit 2 was less than $200. If you want to work with a family-owned business that you can trust, then call 314-320-9507 or visit them at redbirdhvac.com. That's redbirdhvac.com. This is Dan McLaughlin, inviting you to the 21st Annual Dan McLaughlin Golf Tournament to benefit the Special Education Foundation. This tournament has raised over $5 million, and 100% of the money raised has gone to children with special needs in our community. To sponsor, volunteer, or to play in the event on October 9th at Norwood Hills Country Club, please visit sef-stl.org. I'll see you on October 9th at Norwood Hills Country Club. I'd like to welcome I Promise to the Golf with Jay Delsing show. What is I Promise, you ask? It's a St. Louis-based company with the most clinically backed eye health performance supplement brand with over 20 years of eye health expertise and nutrition science. It's all natural and their cutting edge science and technology has helped I Promise forge many exciting new golf partnerships like with the PGA of America, the Titleist Performance Institute, the Ledbetter Academy, and many more. Perhaps the most exciting component for me is that all of this new improvement is measurable. I can tell you that in my case, my initial score was around 0.25. And after taking the I Promise product for two plus months, my score soared to almost 0.60. It had more than doubled. I can now read the greens better because I'm not really dealing with as much glare and trying to manage that. And I squint much less when I'm playing golf. And you don't have to take it from me. Check out what Padraig Harrington has to say about this product. 
He is playing some of the best golf of his career in his early 50s, and he swears I Promise has helped improve his short game. Check out I Promise. That's I Promise, the company helping us to see better, play better, and live better. Visit them at IPromise.com. Hey, St. Louis, Eddie McVeigh here from Maggie O'Brien's. When you head downtown for a concert or cards or blues game, and now for the St. Louis City soccer game, please come see us at Maggie O'Brien's before and after your event. Take our shuttle to and from or stay in-house and watch your favorite team on our multiple high-def TVs. We look forward to seeing you soon at one of our two locations in Sunset Hills on South Lindbergh or downtown at the corner of Market and 20th Street. Union Station is next to us. Hi, this is Nick Ragone from the Ascension Charity Classic. And you're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. Coming to you from the Car Shield Golf Studios, I'm Dan McLaughlin. That's Jay Delsing. Golf with Jay Delsing every Sunday here on 101 ESPN from 8 to 10. All right, let's jump right into the interview that we just had with Adam Betts. He is now the proprietor and owner of the premier facility for golf and practicing golf, not just in the summer or the fall or the spring, but all winter long too. Danny, look, at this is such a bonus for St. Not not I'm not only going to say St. Midwest. Louis, I'm not only saying the St. Louis golf community either. The Midwest golf community. I'm talking about the community in general. This is a guy that cares. You know, first of all, he cares about golf deeply, and we love having him on our side for uh, growing the game. But he's living right here. You know, he's 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 um, philanthropic. He's you know he's working out deals. He's getting people in there, and you know he could probably make he could probably make more money doing this, that, and the other thing with with some of these things. But l- listen, to the way he was talking, he's making it all happen. He sure is, and he loves the game, like you said. I loved what he had to say though about getting young people involved in the game. And that's, uh, it's funny, when I talk to you or I talk to an Adam Betts or talk to another pro, one of the first things that they always mention is I love seeing on the tee or the range, if you will, there's always young kids with a golf club in their hands. And that necessarily wasn't the case, uh, let's say, even 15, 20 years ago. Well, first of all, Danny, where did... They yeah, where could you go? go. Yeah, I mean, think point. about it, because you grew up at Tower T, and that's been a long time, you know, kind of standalone out in South County. But South City. South City, sorry. Well, I guess it would be South County. I don't know. Afton. I'm, a, I'm from the opposite direction. I I'm understand. A, I'm a North Different Pole. Different sides of the tracks. I'm a North Pole guy. We didn't go down <laughs> south to the South Pole very often. But um, you start thinking about that, and just being able to provide that spot for a kid to jump on his bike. You know, jump on your bike, you go hit go some putts over there, you there. get over there, and you're down there in the in the bottoms down there, and you get to go play nine holes of golf. You can have a sandwich. Your mom and dad know you're not going to get in trouble. I mean, come on, what's that worth? And so it's, um, yeah, I, I love seeing the kids in there. What he's done for the high school programs and what he's doing for, as he said, um, uh, UMSOL and you know, he's got Troy's teams out there, and then he's got uh, Justin Hoagland's guys from uh, MOBAP. And, yeah, I mean, 
It's all the I, girls' I, high school teams because they're I, in full swing, as you said. Your kids have seven yep. booths reserved over there and run out of balls over there. Those boys, are, <laughs> Luke and Avery, are firing balls out there, and that's why they're so good. But I mean, it really is. It's that sort of place, and it's quickly become the place to play in practice and get better. As we do many times on the show, we wrap it up with emails that come in throughout the week. And uh, you can email us, j at jdelsinggolf.com. We'll start in the aforementioned South St. Louis. This is my guy, Mike. Okay, so what's your favorite part, Jay, of the Ryder Cup? What is it? I, I guess it's, it's the part, uh, Mike, would be watching all these individuals that are trying to beat each other's brains in every single other event of the year and watch them come together, unify, and put it all on the line, man. The reactions, too, it to means, guys making putts. How about how about Rory's reaction last, uh, you know, two years ago at Whistling Straits? I mean, he was torn up. And, Danny, we whipped Europe's butt. It, yep. wasn't, even a, it wasn't even close, you know. And, but it showed you what it means to them. And it's, it's so much bigger than money and so much bigger than pride. This is about the country, and this is about the game. And like I said, golf wins. Let's go to Herculaneum. This is Alyssa. Guys, really enjoyed your visit with Adam Betts. I myself, new to golf, your advice to new players that just want to start. Well, we kind of touched upon this. Walk into your favorite golf store, and you don't necessarily have to have clubs and ask about how to get involved. Get a lesson. That's one of the easy ways. And don't feel scared about doing it. Don't feel out of place. They deal with that all the time. 100%. And, and Alyssa, I know Herculaneum's not right around the block from Adam's Family Golf, but go to Family Golf. Yeah. They'll take care of you. They are going to at least make you, help you find a place closer to, you know, where you're hanging Female out. Female instructors. Absolutely. They're going, they're, they're, there's all so much there that's, that's, that's good, Danny, and that'll make it easier for her. Let's go to Webster Groves. Tom, he says, Jay, guys, I shoot 85 to 90. You can mark it down every round. How can those like me shave strokes? What do you think my problem is? Well, that's, that's so... I mean, what we'd have to do, Tom, is break it down a little more. But if you're a typical um, weekend warrior that's playing maybe twice a week when the weather's good, maybe you sneak out and hit a Let me you know, guess what you're going to say. Yep. You better start putting. Start putting. Got to start in the green, Am man. Am I right? I was gonna, absolutely. Danny, eliminate three putts. So get good on your lag putts. So work on your distance putts. Get out there 30, 40 hold feet on, from Hold on, hold on. You talking about a lag putt? Well, don't try to lag it. You're you trying to put try, everything in that I'm hole, to man. Make it. I'm trying to make it, but work but, on that speed okay. from distance. But don't try to lag it. fell out of my chair I here know, in the studio. Do not try to. We are trying. Listen, folks, when you step on, when your foot steps on that putting green, you're thinking one thing. What is it? Make it. Make. That's what you love to say. Make. I always said, to, I was saying with you, uh, and I always love to hear you say this. I said, well, you, you said to me one time, what were you trying to do there? I said, well... I was just trying to get it close to the hole. And you said, close to the hole? No, no, you're trying to make, make it. it. Make and that was probably a 50, 60-foot putt. I mean, for me, that's, well, for anybody, that's a yep. long putt. But I said, well, I was just kind of lagging it, you know, get close, knock in a couple of feet, you yep. know, whatever. You said, no, 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 no. You're trying to make that baby. Make that baby. And, Danny, so my daughter Joe's playing uh, college volleyball right now, just as a psychology of an athlete, because you can relate to this. She's struggling with her serve. 
And so we started talking about it. I said, we're stripping this down to the fundamentals. It's going to be super simple. And I said, get back to picking out the smallest target that you can aim at on that court, whether it's a girl's shoelace, whether it's a, a speck on the floor, because my daughter can serve this ball and she's been struggling. And it's the same way, Danny. Smallest possible target, folks, you pick out because your misses will get you closer to the hole. And how many times are you going to make a putt if you're not trying to make it? That's uh, never. When you, when you said that to me, it, it actually rung true. You yeah. know, it, it it stuck with me. I was like, yeah, there's a lot of sense that uh, is being made right there. And Danny, your putting is a single. Now, probably your pitching has improved more, but your putting, you'll go out and have days where you're holding all sorts of putts. Yeah. And when we first started, you not didn't have you didn't have many of those. Yeah. It, you when you got to be intentional when you get on the green and you've got to get in to trying to make every single putt you have period man Belfound neighbors Malcolm oh, we like the this is my hood okay I here love we go this area he says uh, how can we get more minorities playing the sport heard you guys a few weeks ago say that even with the advent of Tiger Woods minorities aren't playing the sport as much as maybe we would think love it love yeah, it Malcolm love it Malcolm I mean look at listen our title sponsor, Darty Business Solutions, was the title was the presenting sponsor for the Ascension Advocate PGA event at Glen Echo. Danny, you and I have both been there. We're both huge supporters of that, and that event is specifically for um, lesser served portions of our community to get them involved in the game. And look at when I was a kid, and then I got on the PGA tour. We had way more African Americans playing then than we do now. There's been a lot of conjecture. Is it the, the 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 kind of the disappearance of the caddy programs? And we don't know. It doesn't matter. What we're trying to do is introduce more minority kids, boys and girls, into the game and giving them a chance and giving them a different option. I, I think, and we've talked about this, but the the misconception out there is that well golf is an elitist sport right. you got to have a lot of money to play golf well football you need a football basketball roll out the ball hockey can be expensive right. you know with all the equipment but the equipment in golf you can get equipment fairly cheap and get them out and play danny u.s clubs for kids is a phenomenal website if your kids are under 10 years old you can get the whole shooting match bag clubs putter everything but balls for less than a hundred bucks okay and they even have specific shafts for your daughter that are lighter because typically the girls sure. need a little lighter shaft so they've got very specified stuff for kids that's inexpensive and then you can go to a you can go to the to the landings down at um at spirit it's a public golf course it's great you could go to ann Breyer on the east side you could go to aberdeen you can go to adam's place and play nine holes at family golf and learning center ruth park Old Florissant, we've got great public places that don't cost you. You could go there with your children, and they could play golf all day long for a flat fee. That 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 thing tips my trigger bigger than anything when people go, well, I, it's, it's only for rich kids. You are looking at a non-rich kid right here, and if that were the case, we could have never started. You and I talk about this all the time, and that gets me. 
Well, it leads into this. This is a perfect lead-in. This is Kirkwood and Patrick writes in, Jay at jdelsingolf.com. Jay, I want to put you on the spot. What's the best place to play in St. Louis? Oh, man. So I, it, I got a feeling yeah. Norwood Hills is going to Norwood, come out. Norwood, it, look at Norwood is a super special place. We've spent so many hours there this year. The people are great. Danny, don't you feel like Norwood is more of a blue-collar sort of club? I, I do, yeah. It, it really is. and it's Just good people, really good people. Good people, just there to play golf not a lot of pretense and but that's a private club okay so if you can't if you're not a member or, or don't have the opportunity to play there you can go if you're up in north where malcolm might be go to old florson go go on it's over in it's over in in uh, halls ferry and blackjack in that area over there i grew up played my first uh, my first tournament in st louis there if you're out um, west, go to Aberdeen. Aberdeen is a great public facility. And if you're more towards the city, go play Forest Park. Lots of opportunities. The Probstein course is down there. They also have three nine holes. And it, 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 there's there's lots and lots. You need to to look into it. Get online. Check it out. It's not super expensive. If you live out west and you live out in St. Charles, there's the links to Dardeen. There's the Missouri Bluffs. There's there's Golf Club of Wentzville. There's a lot of really good places to play. My man, this has been a fast-moving, great show. Don't stop me now, Danny. I'm on a roll. We're, we're out of time, buddy. Come on, man. We're out of time. All right. Next for, week. For Jay Delsing, I'm Dan McLaughlin. We've been coming to you from the Car Shield Studios. This has been a great show, and our thanks to Shane Bacon, also Adam Betts for stopping on in, and Jay Bird, how do we end the show? Hit him straight, St. Louis. Do you remember the golden rule? I'm sure you do, but just in case it goes like this. Treat people the way that you'd like to be treated. At People's National Bank, that one statement is the cornerstone of what this bank is all about. Locally owned with 23 locations in Southern Illinois and the metropolitan St. Louis area, People's National Bank parlays a robust menu of commercial or personal banking services you could possibly need with a friendly yet hardworking Midwestern attitude. Maybe you just wanna do business with a bank whose entire team lives in the same neighborhoods as we do. If you're like me and doing business with someone you trust is important to you, then People's National Bank is the bank for you. Jason Rantham, local president, is here for you to call and he'll answer any questions you may have. His personal cell is 314-974-2243. You can also find us online at peoplesnationalbank.com. People's National Bank is here for all of your banking needs. Hey, St. Louis, Eddie McVeigh here from Maggie O'Brien's. When you head downtown for a concert or cards or blues game, and now for the St. Louis City soccer game, please come see us at Maggie O'Brien's before and after your event. Take our shuttle to and from or stay in-house and watch your favorite team on our multiple high-def TVs. We look forward to seeing you soon at one of our two locations in Sunset Hills on South Lindbergh or downtown at the corner of Market and 20th Street. Union Station is next to us. This is Jay Delsing coming to you from the Car Shields Golf Studios. I hope you'll join me Sunday mornings from 8 to 10 for Golf with Jay Delsing, presented by Darty Business Solutions. That's Golf with Jay Delsing every Sunday morning on 101 ESPN.